Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com. And watch today's show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to hang out with you on this Monday. So give us your thoughts. 0-3 start. What do we do? Can we beat Gardner-Webb? What do you want to see from the Pirates this Saturday? What are your answers to the issues? Let us know on Facebook Live and on YouTube. How'd your NFL team do on Sunday? We'll talk about that. Got the Panthers Coming up tonight on Monday Night Football as they take on the Saints. Also, the Browns and Steelers. Two big division matchups coming up tonight on Monday Night Football. And you can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. The Orioles clinching a playoff spot over the weekend. We'll have some O's playoff baseball coming your way later on on Pirate Radio. So a lot going on right now in the sports world. We'll talk about it all today here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes is here. Intern Joey, the big dog, Glenn Griffin, Chandler in the Luke Keekley jersey. Ready for tonight. And Ellerby back from Boone joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Later on in the show, we'll check in with BB, Brian Bailey, talk about his 2 0 Cowboys and the 0 3 Pirates, and Jason Nichols, former East Carolina wide receiver. He'll be fired up. His Falcons are 2 0, and he'll also have a lot to say about ECU struggles as well. All coming up on today's show. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Ellerby, Chandler? Keep pounding, baby. Yeah. Chandler's already moved on to NFL action, I guess, but uh, back from Boone and uh, unfortunately back without a win. Yeah, 0-3 and, and back LRB with a little more offense than we had seen the previous two weeks, yeah. but uh, still not enough and three interceptions from Alex Flynn in that game. It is crazy to me when I keep seeing, you know, well, well who's our quarterback for week four? And I'm like, the answer's obvious. It's the guy that threw three interceptions and no touchdowns. It's weird to say, but I still like Alex Flynn moving forward as far as what we've seen from the quarterbacks. But right now, Pirates desperate for a win and hoping that comes Saturday against Gardner-Webb. Yeah, I mean, Gardner-Webb at this point, uh, it, it is the must-win of of the season to get things started, to get, get in the win column. And, uh, you know, it's just, you got to get that you got to get that zero off the uh, off the W column, and uh, this this is a big game this week. I, my takeaways from Appalachian: uh, great stadium, a uh, fun environment, uh, very friendly environment for the most part. I, I, I don't know if any Pirate fans had any troubles, but I thought the App fans were were great hosts. And uh, honestly, I, I, I kind of got the vibe. I said it on the pregame piece with David Glenn that uh, I mean it would be kind of cool to play them home and home every year, and uh, whether that's a opening Labor Day weekend in Greenville or Boone or a, uh, you know, playing Thanksgiving weekend in Greenville 
or Boone. Uh, maybe maybe kind of one of those deals. But uh, certainly a fun game. You saw a ton of Pirate fans up there. Obviously, they didn't love the outcome like they haven't in uh, the previous two games as well. But uh, I, I think uh, you know th- there's a lot of things this Pirate team has to work on and, and a lot of things that were discussed in the fifth quarter and uh, a little bit more offense. Some good defense. They got some scores clipped, but just, just, just nothing that could that was sustainable. Uh, App was was the better team on Saturday. As far as the series goes, I agree with you, LRB. I mean, there, there's going to be some sleepy games, no matter where the venue is with FCS teams. When you're in the American, if it's not a an SMU or a Memphis or one of the bigger teams, you're you're probably going to have some sleepy crowds there as well. So. Uh, an Appalachian State is an opportunity to get people in the stands. Make it a fun – it almost feels like a, a mini bowl, like a North Carolina bowl type of thing. And uh, the crowd looked great. The The production was pretty awful. We had a lot of people uh, – our most watched ever uh, watch party on Saturday, so thanks for hanging out with us. But people were saying, you know, our – graphics and our stuff looked better than the actual broadcast y'all were at the game so y'all didn't see any of this but struggles with the cameras uh we missed app going for it on a big fourth down and not converting because they were in commercial uh i couldn't really hear the crowd great so i couldn't get a good feel of it but thanks to pirate radio and the pictures and every videos y'all put out uh did look like a very festive event on saturday yeah i thought it was i mean the one thing that i did struggle with i think app needs to invest in a new pa system uh you really couldn't hear it was coming from the scoreboard end and uh even my nephew that lives in boone is, a, is an app state fan i mean he he said man our rpa system is is not good but all in all it, it was a fun atmosphere unfortunately like our previous home game with marshall the rain kind of dampened the spirits of any ecu fans in addition to the loss so kind of over the rain i know this weekend they're forecasting some rain right now so that's not getting probably everybody fired up about pirate football at six o'clock against gardner webb but uh, gardner webb coming off a, a last second field goal loss to tennessee state this weekend a team that also lost to appalachian state as well so uh i this pirate football team has a lot of questions and a lot of things to figure out and uh just watching the game it seemed that app was the more talented team i thought uh, app did a you know better job uh preparing for the game and uh you know the, uh, in the end uh they made the more more plays and uh, were able to do the knockout blow and, and win by a couple scores not everybody wants a return trip to boone chase is not inter- interested in home and home when they charge 130 dollars a ticket uh john said are you kidding me we heard nothing but fecu on the entire walk in and walk out he said still hoping we can play a home and away series with app oh okay so he still wants to play them but he asked are you kidding me i i didn't i did not have any of those uh i saw some of those comments some but, of the, yeah, and, yeah and that's gonna happen and, yeah. and one of my friends when i first met with them at the tailgate they said yeah i mean a, a drunk college girl just walked by and gave us the middle finger and i mean the stuff like that's probably gonna happen in greenville if, if if app comes down when app does come down here probably next year unfortunately i do agree the one thing this home and home series cannot continue on is with those ticket prices they get, I mean, and they put in those temporary bleachers, and they made a lot of money and stuff. But that—that's—I don't think pirate fans will go back for that again. That—that um, that, that's unnecessary to be paying one hundred thirty dollars to see East Carolina and that play, um, and and not be sitting in a very high dollar premium area. All right, um, Richard said the highlight was Yosef zip lining with the American flag. That was pretty cool. Really enjoyed that. The entrance. Um, Zach, congrats! Uh, sends me congrats on the skins coming back yesterday. Oh, the two and O Commanders, no big deal. 
Yes. We'll, we'll talk about that later. No big deal. 2-0. and Rallied from a 21-3 deficit. Uh, let's see what's going on on the YouTube chat. Uh, Bradley says, let's go Pirates, hoping we beat the high school team, Gardner-Webb. If we don't, Houston, you need to be unemployed. I want to ask uh, Tony Collins at some point if this is still an Elon game. Let's, uh, you know we'll, who Gardner-Webb's only win is? Uh, Elon. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elon. Even, even Gardner-Webb has an Elon, and it's Elon. Uh, well, let's get Tony on the horn this week. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of that, Chandler. I hadn't talked to him in a couple weeks. Ask about his winless Patriots. Winless Pirates, winless Patriots. First time Ooh. in uh, the first time the Patriots were 0 2 on the season to start the season since 2001. Yeah. Mm. Which is the year Brady came in, right? 22 years ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Steve says HCM. Happy Commanders Monday. Same to you, sir. Tyler says everyone stay calm. Tyler and Josh have pointed this out. Everyone stay calm. It's all part of Mac's plan. Yeah, that's true. For those unfamiliar, Mac McCarthy, former East Carolina head basketball coach and college football savant ish, said East Carolina before the season said East Carolina would start zero and three. Everybody's gonna be freaking out. And then from there on, the Pirates are going to go 8-1 and one and play in the American Championship. Everything is under control. It's part of the plan. And going smoothly, we're going to have an 8-4 season and play for the championship. If, if that does happen, we will get a, like, a big portrait of Mac, like the Godfather, like in old school, and hang it up. And like we, we will all just bow down to, to his greatness. And uh, I think Pirate Nation would, too. If, if that's the case, that that would be worth more than the tie he gave you from the NC State win there, Chandler. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. I'm going to want the shirt he was wearing the day he sat there and predicted that. I'll have to go back. It might have been that East it. Carolina jean jacket that he has or the jean shirt. Uh, let's see. Jamie says it's got to be ECU basketball season. Not quite, no. but the boys getting are getting closer. ready. The boys is getting ready. I'm not really surprised we're 0-3. I'm really surprised at how poorly we've played in in in, in the marshall and app game the the michigan game that's that that, that was a wash but yeah. i still was a little surprised with i'm just surprised at the quarterback situation like most people are and then i'm just really surprised that that just where we are that we're zero and three and and just probably wasn't really that close to winning you know i mean, I mean we were there at, with marshall and app there for a moment but they they ultimately just you know put the game away late so I, that's just kind of where i am i i, I well i'll be part of the the surprise are you surprised that our offense has scored one more touchdown than our defense has through three weeks yes <laughs> that I, is, I mean that's a real stat that right. as an east carolina person and watching pirate football for multiple decades i mean that that is a shock when when our offense has has been this bad i mean it, it's it's ultimately it's really really shocking and thank you tyler for that awful stat to consider uh Cass says talking ecu football is so depressing welcome to my life Cass, because we do it non-stop baby and we'll be doing it this saturday two o'clock bud light pregame tailgate taking you up to the six o'clock kickoff then after the game the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show yeah family weekend family family paint it gold so uh, a lot to look forward to so uh it, i think it, it'll be it's as we talked about a a, a must win game when it comes to uh, continuing the the next two home games 
in October when uh, SMU and Charlotte come to town. But the Pirates will have to make a trip to Rice, who's who's playing pretty good. They're two and one this year. Jay, uh, let's see. Jamie says, "Let's talk ECU basketball and baseball and NFL football." We'll get to those, Jamie. We can't ignore the elefante in the room. We got to talk about it. Uh, speaking of baseball, though, coming up Wednesday, Dixon Williams and Jacob Jenkins Cowart will join us on the show. And coming up Friday, we'll talk to Parker Bird. So we will mix in a little baseball chatter with uh, the football season going on. Enjoy talking to uh, Ryan McChrystal last week. He, he was, was a great. great guest. And while you were gone, Chandler had a great chat with Jake Hunter and Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman on Friday. Those guys were, uh, it was fun. Awesome. Lots of fun. Lots I, of fun. I, Those I, guys I, like sports too. So I know McChrystal's an Eagles guy. You, told, you said you weren't really looking forward to Eagles commander. He too. is a junk talker. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be a lot of junk thrown around. He was throwing some smack around last week, particularly at Danny Beal. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I got a uh, a text from a critic uh, on Friday that will remain nameless. Uh, but this person said, "Hey, Clip, how about some uh, some loving stories about Coach Godwin and how much he does for the guys? Since we have all we have is angry Coach Godwin all the time this week. Oh, and we win a lot too. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to say who that was from." But maybe we'll try to focus more on the loving side of yeah. Cliff Godwin moving I, forward. I think uh, tell us a positive Cliff story. Clip and Cliff. Clip and Cliff. <laughs> uh, Mike P says home and home would be nice. Maybe in October. Would love to get the boon with the fall foliage every other year. Boon. Mike P also said that the crowd didn't sound too loud on TV. Uh, probably because <laughs> of the ring video camera the game was broadcast on. They were using a ringed door camera to well, broadcast the game. They have to get sponsors. You know? <laughs> Could you imagine the alerts going on with all the movement that was going on? Someone, 40,000 people are at your front door. <laughs> Ellery Chandler, you were there. Did you notice they had an indoor practice facility? David asking, does App have an indoor practice facility? It did look like they had one behind the stadium. Yeah, I, I thought I was looking at it the other day and I was like, man, I didn't think they would have one of these, but it yeah, looked like some sort of They did have indoor. some sort of indoor practice facility. Uh, Jason says App State fans were very rude and disrespectful. Really? I ran into some really nice App State fans. Hey, look, people suck but, across the board. But They're going to find bad eggs in every, what do you call it, a carton is what you call it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I did on Friday night in downtown Boone have some people like come up and boo. and I mean, that's the extent of it. They booed like, okay. Boo. Booing and boon. <laughs> uh, Mark said, let's talk commanders, which is really weird to say. What's up, Mark? 2-0, baby. We'll get to that at some point. Uh, Chad's fired up, not because of the uh, the Pirates, of course, but Commanders win, Titans win, and he said Orioles are going to the playoffs. We'll talk some O's baseball later this week, but that's a big story, Ellerby. And mixed in with all of our ECU football coverage, all of our NFL play-by-play, great to have Baltimore Orioles playoff baseball back on Pirate Radio. That was yeah. exciting. Yeah. What, a, what, a, what a clinch uh, yesterday and uh, excited to have uh, – the O's back in the win column, like as Joe Angel used to say. So uh, fun. Looking the forward to column. the baseball playoffs coming up soon. Yeah, your, your Bravos as well. Yeah, I didn't even mention them. Yeah, they, they've clinched for a little while and uh, took a lot of L's over the weekend, but kind of limping to the playoffs with baseball's best record. David said, is it true that Steve Logan has been hired as quarterback's coach? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, not true. Because you go for it every time. Now, if we start going for it every time, then he might be up there in the booth. He might be a secret consultant for uh, for ECU football. Let's see. Um, 
we've got John Muty. He said, we turned it into more than a football game this weekend. We made a vacation out of it. Great atmosphere, college football atmosphere. Hope we can extend the series. I thought he was saying something different. That's cool, John. I'm glad you were able to experience that. I was just glad, Ellerby, that we were in a good, fun football game for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Michigan game, whatever. Marshall, we kind of were hanging on by thread that entire game. This one was back and forth. We had some fireworks. It was actually an entertaining football game. Yeah, the pick six was super exciting right there. It was right there in front of the entire Pirate fans in the end zone and in that section of 109, 110 where everybody was sitting. So I I thought it was – I mean, you kind of had it there for the taking. And then, of course, App, I thought, stupidly went for – two twice for well, no reason they were chasing points early didn't i didn't understand that. i did not understand that at all and then of course it didn't really matter but yeah. um yeah I, I you know it, it was it was a ball game and then all of a sudden the clouds rolled in outscored and went took the lead then it started raining and then it was just kind of really kind of miserable rajay punching it in to make it 21 uh, well 20 to 10 yeah. pirates and then the 20 uh, 21 with the pat okay. was feeling really really good um, and then it just kind of what happened in the past couple of weeks with Marshall and then App State, just that second half. I mean, we were just outplayed, outscored, and uh, it seemed uh, outplanned uh, in that second half. So things got kind of off the tracks there. Uh, we've seen that the past two weeks. And again, couldn't tell because of the ring camera they were using, but they they showed a certain view when they kind of zoom in on the field. That was a uh, pretty good rain, guys, right? I yeah, mean, it was oh, like coming sideways it, at it one was, point. It was like one of those that like two, three drops, and it was like, uh, then it started coming down decent, and then it was like, that's when I walked up underneath the stand, and I was just watching it on the scoreboard at that point. And, yeah. it, and you, when you looked out there, it, it was coming down. Yeah, it, it was. They showed the crowd shot before that, and I was like, why did everybody leave? What is going yes. on? And then I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay, it's coming down pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and then walking down the hill, because you, you got to go up the hill to get to the stadium, and obviously down the hill to get back to your vehicle. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a good soaking. So uh, that part was definitely a double downer on uh, the finish of the game. Uh, let's see. Logan says, Clip, the fifth quarter has been something I've pretty much been listening to on repeat. Well, if you can stomach it. Uh, we have had some great numbers there, though. Part of that, um, and that show is about the fans. My, my job is to direct traffic, get the people on, let them say what they want to say. I think another part of the big viewership numbers, Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols giving their thoughts on it. You've got people that were in those trenches that bled on the field jason was a coach as well and they care they still care jason still won't say half the stuff he wants to say because he's trying to keep level-headed Hellerby and not blow up but he it's amazing how quick those guys flip from like right back to their playing days almost when they're watching and talking about ecu football absolutely uh i didn't get to see the watch along because obviously i was at the game but i, I did listen to majority of the, of the fifth quarter and uh their breakdown and analysis and and just no, because they've they've worn the pirate uniform in Dowdy Ficklin and and all over the place and, uh, and 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 Jason Nichols coaching experience Marcus coached many years in the CFL as well so that they have so much perspective and added so much to that fifth quarter calling show uh, I can see why fans are, are are dialing in on repeat we replay it every Monday morning in case you miss it it's uh, available on demand on our YouTube and uh, podcast channels so I ran into somebody this afternoon after lunch and he was like I can't wait to uh, just podcast the uh, fifth quarter yeah. today as i go on a walk so it's it, it, it's it, it is you know and there are the 
you know, it is all about the fans and the callers. And, and, and really, if you kind of sum it up, everybody makes has been making some really good points. And uh, sure. we'll just have to see. You know, the first four quarters dictate really the, the mood of the fifth quarter. And uh, obviously, we hope that uh, we, we enjoy taking winning phone calls a lot more. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and obviously, if this if East Carolina turns around and plays great this week, we may not get as many calls, or maybe we will, because uh, maybe this offense will finally wake up out of the uh, slumber it's in and, uh, you know, score some points. Good job by the big dog as well, putting out a, a nice little recap of the fifth quarter. If you want to uh, dial down a bit, you can find that too on uh, YouTube as well. Make sure you like and subscribe. We appreciate it. Uh, getting some uh, some great numbers so thank you to you guys out there um let's see chad wants to i want to talk about this i want to know what mully said uh (laughs) yeah well we can only say that on a watch party we can't say it here on the show (laughs) so so there was a touchdown and i saw our guy chan man in the end zone back of the end zone what are you laughing at joey and uh and chandler's there and he's just kind of there taking it all in right i had a camera yeah i mean you could ask this guy i had a camera no, i believe you I, i'm just saying when we saw you 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 didn't have a camera you didn't okay. have anything you're just kind of standing there and but i wanted to take a picture of you because i'm like that's my guy he's on he's on espn plus national tv kind of so i take a picture of you it took me a little while to get the right shot and mully said you know, there's a game going on. I don't know. We got to stand around and sit around and look at Chandler's blank and said a word and uh, your your breast. Okay, basically. So uh, I said, Molly, they're just kicking extra point. Relax. We can look at Chandler's breast for a little while while I get this picture, and then we'll move along. That was it. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Nothing major. <laughs> Why'd you let him go to the watch party? <laughs> See what happens when you go out of town, Chandler. <laughs> oh man, I'm not here to defend myself. Uh, we'll talk to Molly coming up Tuesday on the show. See, and uh, can talk to Molly. Y'all can y'all can chat it Maybe up. Maybe you can get a picture with him. He'll get to see those man boobs right there in person. That's <laughs> yeah. exciting. There you go. Uh, let's see. We've got. Um, what else did I see that I wanted to comment on? Oh, the field rush. Y'all just let kids do what they want to do as long as they're not like hurting anybody. The whole and Colorado rushed the field the other night. Why are they rushing the field? Who cares? I kind of think it kind of made me feel better that App rushed the field. It's kind of a yeah. It's like hey, ECU in-state rivalry. Uh, let's we're excited we beat them. Now Colorado's was on the last play of the game. I understand that one more than App's because App had it sealed up. So they rushed the field. Hey, good for them. Whatever. Hey, wouldn't you like to win a game so we could rush the field? I'm not saying do it against Gardner Webb, but I just want to win. I'm not going to make fun of people for winning. That's all I'm saying. All right, you done? That's all you're saying. Do we not agree? We can move on. I, I, I mean, it, I didn't have a problem with. I mean, of course, I was long gone by the time they rushed the field because I was walking in the rain back to my car. But uh, it was just, uh, I, I didn't have a problem with them rushing the field. No one got hurt. Nothing, nothing went crazy. But uh, I agree with you. It, it was kind of weird that they did have the game wrapped up. But hey, look. Kids have kids having fun. Randolph in the house. What's up, Randolph? <clears throat> Nick says, I wonder if Houston changes his team after practice tomorrow. Teen. We'll talk to him before practice tomorrow at his weekly press conference. Talk to some of the Pirate players as well. And then on Wednesday afternoon, we'll hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick and from Blake Harrell. I know y'all are fired up for that. Christopher says rain again this weekend. 
It's early, Christopher. Christopher. It's early. Don't don't get depressed over rain so early. It may or may it could be like Saturday morning early. Yeah. The games at night, bro. The the, the clouds going to be moved away. Or it could be at like nine o'clock at night, late. Sure. Rain or whatever. Speaking of early clip, it's the uh, Pirate Radio Game Day run this Saturday at Fleet Feet starting at 7.30 to raise money for Robbie's Clubhouse. We've been telling you to get those Fleet Feet shoes ready, and yes. uh, here's a great event. Yeah, so uh, this Saturday uh, we'll be out there. You can go and sign up for the run. We've got the link on our social media. So uh, sign up, and uh, you can get a T-shirt. You can uh, run before the game, get some of that energy out that uh, gets you get you all ready to go. So we're expecting a big crowd. You usually have 100, 150 runners that show up at Fleet Feet on uh, this game day run and it does raise money for robbie's clubhouse which helps uh families and people with special needs in our community so come join us stop by fleet feet if you want to sign up right there on arlington boulevard and i uh, hope to see you. you can sign up that morning if you just want to show up the race will start at 7 30 so just uh, show up and get your run on this saturday all right brooks is asking has the casual fan woke up i think that is in response to mike houston saying the casual fan better wake up mm-hmm. a while back uh, Tyler says, you heard it first uh, here, fo- folks. Clip wants us to rush the field if we beat Gardner Webb. Fine, do it. I just want to win. Do whatever you want to. Go do cartwheels, whatever. Just don't hurt nobody. Just don't drive an ATV on the field. Screw it up. Well, that happened in 2012. Yeah, I, I don't Yeah, I, I don't care what you do after a win, as long as you don't get arrested. Just win, baby. Just give me a W. Would you trade a Washington Commanders victory this weekend for an ECU victory? LRB, I mean, you're make a lot of people mad here. Do you know who Washington plays? No, I do not. We play Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in beautiful, pristine FedEx Field to get to three and O. First time Washington to get could get to three and O since. Yeah, but I don't know. You're talking when. about the Pirates going to zero and four. Why do I have to make this sacrifice? I, I just, Haven't I, I done enough? Do you know how many games the commanders have lost? I, I'm just, I'm just, and I have to do this. All you said, all you want them to do is win, and I'm asking <coughs> if, if we can make this deal right now with the football people of the world. Okay, so what you're saying is, if ECU, I sacrifice a Washington win. Washington definitely loses. Then ECU will definitely win. That's yes. all you're saying. Yes. No, I will not do that. I will let Washington go out and try to win, and I will let ECU go out and try to win. But if I could make it happen, if I told you that, that no. don't you? Because then you wouldn't have to watch football on Sunday, at least not the Washington game. First of all, you know your team would lose, and that you would have a victorious fifth quarter call-in show, taking callers from all the Pirate Nation. It would be. I mean, you you don't want to do that deal? No deal. <laughs> no deal. Deal is off. Man, go Manders. Ellerby, we can't be at the point where we're having to make deals to beat Gardner Webb. We're not that low, are we? Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. we're, 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 that's, I, that's why I'm asking. And the commanders don't have to go on. This is not like the BCS. They don't have to go undefeated to get to the playoffs and potentially the Super Bowl. So I can't believe you're being so selfish. <laughs> selfish? <laughs> Look, if you if you No wanna, one's going to rush the field now because you're not willing to commit. Would you give up your glorious hair? For a pirate win over Gardner Webb? Shave my head? Yeah. 
<laughs> what do you think, Joey? In fact, Ellerby's not shaving his hair for a pirate well, I don't think that's necessary. Exactly. I don't think <laughs> this is necessary. I think we're going to beat Gardner-Webb. Now, if you go later in the year, and maybe you give me a third, because there is a path, folks. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this right now. There is a path to... Six uh, wins? Well, I'm not going there right now. I'm, I'm just going to. It's a short path then, wherever you're going. It's a very, it's like a little dirt road down the side to like fun, exciting football here in Greenville, and maybe pirate fans jumping back on board. Do you want to hear that short path? Yes. That path is beating Gardner Webb, which right. we one and three are going to be favored to do one and three, and then all that's left on that little short path is going and beating Rice on the road two and three, and then you come home because then you're two and three. And you've got a Thursday night game on ESPN against SMU. From the ACC. And all of a sudden, you got future Atlanta Coast Conference opponent. It's a, it's a regional game, Hillary. Yes. We're playing against an ACC team. Tradition. Um, but you're excited again. You're like, hey, we got a chance to get to 500 on Thursday night under the lights on ESPN against a good team. Three and three. And people will be back on board. That's my short path to exciting football. Because a lot of people say this season's over. And after seeing the first three weeks, I can see why you would say that. All I'm saying is, all is not lost, and I've just got a short path. I'm not talking about a long-term path. I'm not talking about Mac McCarthy, 8-4, and four, play for a championship. I'm just talking about 2-3 and three going into the SMU game. Very possible. See, you have a shorter path, a more positive path. Mac only has one more loss to give. Yeah. And that loss, by the way, he called it, was against uh, UTSA. Uh, and then okay. we play him in a rematch for the championship utsa did not look good against army on friday night yeah they've had some issues they uh god they should have won that first game against houston harris threw three interceptions but he has been rice banged up. Houston. yeah I, I i don't think houston's very good but rice to, that's a good win that's a quality win we're gonna be underdogs at rice i'm not saying we aren't i'm not saying we should beat rice i'm saying we'll have we're gonna get some all some some confidence on offense this weekend roll that into rice chandler will be there helping us out rooting us along taking pictures and we're going to get that dub and then two and three big ball game against smu that's all i'm saying all right i like it so you're not so we don't have to be bringing the commanders in this ecu talking keep the commander's name out of your mouth chris rock if the commanders lose this weekend can we start bringing them back in the conversation what no why do you got to do this okay why can't you just let let it leave it alone? This, this is two and O, John. It was the first time in twelve years, a chance to get to three and O for the first time, and I don't even know when. Would you shave your head if both your teams could win this weekend, ECU and Washington? This weekend, I mean, maybe not like completely bald. No, just just like a like an army cut. I'd rather save that for a. Which I, but I don't know if we're going to have any big, more bigger games. We could go on a. I'd rather save that for later if I could. All right. Right now, I'm just going to let it play out. I'm going to let I'm going to let the Commanders play the Bills. I'm going to let ECU play Gardner Webb, and I'm going to see what happens. I told you the Pirates and Commanders are in a bowl game and the playoffs. Would you shave your eyebrows? Right now, bring me the rate. Yes. Are you kidding me? Sure. Right now. Very good. Bring them. We're talking playoffs and bowl game. Yes. Sure. Give me that. I'll, I'll go hair for that. 40 bowls in 14 days. You hear me? I would go hair for that right now. Okay. If you could guarantee it. Because now we're talking. I want to get to that. 
man getting six wins this year i know that's not impressive to some people but with a zero and three hole getting the six wins how much fun would that turnaround be that would be a lot of fun yeah good. that'd be awesome chandler if you could guarantee a win panthers tonight or ecu on saturday who would you go with panthers tonight really now that's kind of surprising to me that's a guarantee like that's you think the probability that the panthers win tonight is higher than the probability that ecu wins on saturday no that's not what he's saying he's doing the sacrifice Uh, game if you just want if you could choose who could win tonight or saturday you're choosing the panthers or the pirates almost because you think it's more unlikely the the panthers win than the pirates right yeah that's how i took that and we need to win because i mean everybody's starting to and own our division falcons with a big win over the packers last yesterday bucks get it done against the crappy crappy bears uh panthers need to win tonight gotcha at home kevin says year five oh and three <laughs> is he yelling like that yes <laughs> all caps all caps all caps and five exclamation points all caps kevin all caps kevin it is not good right now kevin not, not good. good not good bob Ellerby, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, we'll see everybody uh, Saturday morning for the game day run. Get out there and, and, and join us and uh, appreciate Follow us all week. We'll have the latest and greatest on air on Old Social. Ellerby will uh, likely talk to you Saturday at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone. Uh, we'll be out there. we got a great tailgate planned. Super excited. Uh, teaming up with our friend Tim Sawyer at State Farm. So uh, plan to stop by and visit us at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone. Ellerby, how do you feel about sausage? I love sausage. All right, I'll talk to you off the air. Thank you. <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back. That could, that, that, this is about eating food at the I'm tailgate. Not say yeah, that was that was tough. That was my fault. No, I'm not gonna say anything. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. We'll continue this discussion. ECU, NFL, and otherwise. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Their famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried uh, shrimp plate. After work, Down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join Down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, let's check in on the chat, Shirley. Bradley says, I'm a man of a man, not a sissy, but I do get my eyebrows waxed once every four weeks. They look good. Even men on television get theirs done. I hate bushy eyebrows and hairy chest. (sighs) Thanks for sharing, Bradley. That is cool. Mike P says, I would sport a temp henna tat on my face for the rest of the year if you could guarantee me a bowl. I feel like we did this this offseason. What are you willing to do to guarantee ECU success? We have some rankings to consider. Oh, I know. I know. I was going to get to that. Sorry. Don't apologize. 
ECU should be apologizing to us for these rankings. <laughs> Kevin! Kevin! Kevin, Shirley, give me a stat to consider. The stat to consider. I want to edit that and make it slower and deeper so it's like a sad like stat, stat to, consider. to consider. Kevin says, last in the nation in total offense. Last in the nation in winning percentage. That makes sense. Next to last in the nation in penalties. That That's is a concern. That's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Next to last in the nation in pass efficiency. Last in the American at 0-3. Only team without a win. And 107th in the country in total defense. Oof. 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 Yikes. Wow. Kevin, the numbers do not lie. Remember Shane Carden used to join us, and uh, it was during the Scotty Montgomery years, and he'd say, "What you? the tape doesn't lie. The film doesn't lie. You you see it after the game, and if you're not performing, you can't hide it. You can't sugarcoat it. Sometimes numbers lie. But, I mean, these numbers are not lying right now. This is how bad it is. I wish they were lying is the, is the case here. To start this season, it is, uh, it is bad. It is brutal. <clears throat> and Kevin laid it all out there. My goodness gracious. Jamie says Jeff Nadeau is laughing somewhere. I don't think he wants East Carolina to be just bad. He just said on Saturday that East Carolina has one of the worst offenses in the country. I think, um, is it Sam Houston State? that were right there um b harla says let's find some positive we aren't dead last in penalties jay says how about that punting we're doing okay of that yes we are yes and uh we were talking about that antoine jackson uh pick six um we had tim doust on the byron bailey show today and give credit to luke larson for pinning app state deep into their own territory and Antoine Jackson literally just had to pick that ball off and take like three steps into the end zone. And that was a very uh, exciting part of that game because you needed something to happen there. You needed, you needed a turnover. And not only did you get a turnover, you got some points out of it too. And East Carolina was looking really good. Um, like I said earlier, Roger Harris, getting it, he looked like his old self on Saturday, uh, getting into the end zone two times. And that one time that he got into the end zone and made it 21-10 to 10 Pirates, I mean, I was feeling really good there. Um, and next thing you know, uh, we were down and blowing another second-half lead for the second straight week. Yeah, as bad as we've been, it is crazy to say we've had the lead in the last two second halves. The, again, you were hanging on by a thread against Marshall, not moving the ball at all. And in this game, you had to keep scoring because that was going to keep scoring. And we did that, that second half was awful offensively for and East you Carolina. Had, and you had some drops awful. from your receiver. Uh, Josiah Hatfield had a huge drop, I yep. believe, on third down. Uh, that would have been a first down. And um, just kind of all around. But I did see some improvement from the offense. That that first drive, man, when, when the Pirates got the ball, they drove down the field, and I was like, now that is a good drive. That is what we want to see in this offense. And they just weren't able to do that consistently throughout the four quarters. Oh, boy. Gardner-Webb coming up. Get a win. Get everybody feeling a little better. And then that Rice game will be a big one. Can you go on the road and and beat a team in your conference? I I don't need to say this. If you lose to Gardner-Webb, bury it. 
I don't know. Like I don't know what to do <laughs> from there. I don't. I, what do we do? Well, I, I know this. We'll have a four-hour post-game show if you lose to Cardinal. I was going to say there will be record numbers for the fifth quarter, and we've already seen that this year. After Marshall, uh, it, there was good numbers on Saturday for the App State game. I hate to say it, I don't even want to think about. It. And usually, you're not even thinking about a loss when it comes to, as Tony Collins would say, an Elon game like Carton Gardner Webb. But if East Carolina does find themselves losing that football game on Saturday, I mean, the, surely you're going to lose your mind because you're not going to stop answering the phone until we have to say, all right, you guys, we're out of breaks. we got to stop this show. So, um, we will learn a little bit about Gardner-Webb coming up Tuesday on the show because uh, Phil Constantino, voice of the running Bulldogs, will join us. So just received confirmation on that talk to you then sorry was trying to talk and text at the same time that can be dangerous uh but we will learn about this gardner web team coming up on tuesday's edition of pirate radio live larry says do y'all think we will have a good turnout for saturday's game here's my answer no here's my answer family weekend family family weekend will help it a little bit because those games uh, are pretty well attended but you're going to have your diehards. You're not going to have the casual fan. The casual fan better wake uh, up. Are they is, are they awake? Is the question. <laughs> are they still sleeping? No, you're you're just you're not going to have a lot of juice for this game. FCS opponent, zero and three start. All kind of makes sense, right? And this was my concern. This is why I said in the summer that Marshall game was so big. That was the game. Because you lose that one. That's your first taste of a home loss. Now you're 0-3. Now nobody's coming. That is why we got to win Saturday. You got to win at Rice. You got to give people some excitement going into that Thursday nighter against a good opponent on ESPN. I was going to say, if we lose this Saturday, you were talking about you don't know what you're going to do. It reminded me of a call that we took on the fifth quarter Many, 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 many years moons. ago. Many, 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 many moons many, ago. Many, many, many. And I think I found the call, so I'm going to play this without listening to it. So I hope this is the right one. Okay. Okay. I like it. I'm mad. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at the fans. I'm mad at the coach. I'm mad at Troy D. and Ellerby. Whoops. <laughs> the previous caller kind of sent me into a full-blown <laughs> depression. That's the one I needed. That's the one. I, the, depre- the full-blown depression was the one that I was, was leaving. That was the return for Live at Five. But, that, yeah, Shirley, we had the call and then the call after it. The previous caller the sent me into a full-blown depression. I still see that guy. Oh, do you? Is it Derek? Is that his name? Jonathan knows him. I think he's Jonathan's buddy. I still see him at, like, baseball tailgates and stuff. But every time I see him, I say, full-blown depression. So that's pretty much all I can think of is when you're talking about if ECU were to lose on Saturday. Kaz said, but Clip, what if we lose to Charlotte? Kaz. You don't want to lose to Biff. I'd rather lose to Gardner-Webb than to Biff. Because you're going to have some post-game sound bites that they're going to be playing in Charlotte 49ers media and sports talk radio shows. If we lose to Charlotte, I'm not going to go every day, but I'll go every Saturday the rest of the year for the pregame and postgame in a sleeveless shirt. A cut-off shirt. Can you do the V-neck too that he had? You do that that anyway. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say, I'll cut off a uh, polo. 
I'll go cut, so I'll still have a little classy. I'll look good. I'll have a classy button here in the middle, but with no so sleeves. A classy, a classy sleeveless? Yeah, like business in the neck, party <laughs> on the arms. On the arms. And you got to wear a visor, not a hat like the, you normally wear. Just a visor. Does Biff go visor? Huh? 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 Does Biff go visor? Yeah, I've seen huh? uh, practice Biff go visor, yes. Huh? hey i shouldn't mess with the source man over there give joey his flowers call the flower shop and say i've got flowers i need to hello yes i need uh, some flowers sure what Uh, kind you need i need some i need 12 roses Uh uh-huh uh for joey uh intern oh, is a special lady in your life no no it's the intern at pirate radio who uh pirate what now pirate radio oh yeah voice uh, of the pirate nation he had sources i don't like that host that fat guy well that that is not the issue cool here. neat story and his, uh, his chubby brother chubby little buddy there uh, no i just need uh the guy with a big head no <laughs> no that's not what we're talking about here. okay i'm sorry i just need 12 roses okay. for the intern joey okay he had his sources say that alex flynn was going to get the start against app state oh wow he, he did yeah and he was right so i need to give him his flowers and i need you to arrange them for me you got it all right thank you that's how that call would go joey the source nailed it and uh hey let us know keep the ear to the ground let us know if we uh need to be aware of something going into yeah, this i'll weekend. let you know if my sources get in touch and you know, we'll we'll get active shout out to joey which means he can keep his four followers that's right in fact he should gain followers i think i gained like two so <laughs> oh, so you're up to six. Oh, good yeah. <laughs> y'all need to me. get on it let's see joey what do you what are you on x uh joey dot seven ten i think or underscore seven ten something like that why can't i find you you're you've been shadow banned probably oh there you are at joey underscore seven one zero give him a follow he never really you don't tweet a lot do you nah, I'm not. A you send a lot tweeter. of stuff to us though yeah i like sending stuff to, to other people oh are you are you we'll do an update after tonight on our bets so okay, Sam, I was going to say, I just updated them just now on the phone. We'll put in the Redskins uh, for their week two performance. Yeah. Uh, Commanders. Uh, you want to know the what it is as of right now before the game? What it is, my friend. Uh, so right now you guys tied, actually. Came back in the sacks. So we're both at two and a half sacks, but we still have our game to play tonight. Allen and Young. Allen plus Young no, no, versus. No, not Allen. Payne. Oh, oh, good. Payne had a good game. Payne plus Young versus. Uh, Derek Brown and Brian Burns. All right. And we're going sacks only. Yep. And what about the quarterback? In the quarterback situation right now, Sam is on a total of 501 yards. And uh, 146 Bryce is on 146. With a game to play, to be and fair. And minus 400. Right. <laughs> so you, you gave I'm me. down like 800 <laughs> yards right now. But I had an epiphany, though. Earlier today in class, I was not paying attention, and I thought, maybe I do have a chance. If we are still fighting for contention in the division late in the year, and let's say by some grace of God's miracle, the commanders have already clinched the division. Oh, my God. Sam Howell will sit the last two, three weeks, maybe. If the commanders, And Bryce Young will have a chance to chop the tree down. If the commanders hey, ha- have a clinch the division scenario, I will throw the bets out and I'll just do it. I'll wings over whatever you want. Sick. Okay, cool. Well, here's the thing. With Ron Rivera. Because you're in a dreamland thinking about that right now. <laughs> with Ron Rivera, they could be playing to clinch the division and they'll sit Sam Howell down. 
because he wouldn't know that they were playing to clinch the division. That is true. Ron is not really up to speed on uh, playoff scenarios, as we learned last year. When he started Carson Wentz in a must-win game that he didn't know was a must-win game and Wentz threw three interceptions. But that's because he didn't know Sam Howell was that good. That's right. He didn't know Sam Howell was Sammy Sosa. I love our bonehead coach right now. Hey, great job with the timeouts yesterday, Ron. We need to take a break. What am I doing? I'm, I'm rumbling and bumbling. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour number one, hour two. We got BB, Brian Bailey. Hour three, we got Jason Nichols. Mike P says, all I'm hearing is parking, sales service, and concession lines are going to be fantastic on Saturday. That's how you now look that's at a it, positive. buddy. That is a positive. We'll take a break, come back. Steve has a stat to consider. How? Sam Howe leads the NFC East in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Damn, it's great to be a commander. Back with you after this. And a dolphin. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. And by the way, Clip, can I do a did you see? Oh, please. Okay, first of all, we're talking about winners. My Miami Dolphins. Our Dolphins. Escaped in a fantastic game with the Patriots. They almost gave that game away, but uh, they held on to uh, beat the Patriots late last night. I was so happy. I was yelling at my TV to play that god-awful T-Pain song that I hate so much. Um, We got it ready to go. No. Don't play it. (laughs) But anyway. But did you see my alma mater? Biden. The Barton Bulldogs are 3-0. and Oh, my goodness. After a 28-24 win over UVA-wise, they beat Davidson and Chawan College earlier in the year. So they are off to a 3-0 and oh start. So, my uh, Bulldogs. Embrace debate. Could Barton beat East Carolina in football right now? 3-0 and oh versus 0-3. Oh well, they've already beaten a D1 school, so I would say yes. Who? Didn't Davidson be with no. D1 school? FCS. No. FCS, sorry. No. Eh. Yes. <laughs> Just go with yes. Yes. How about the greatest non-fourth down conversion in NFL history last night? Honest Catch to goodness, I... Gusecki. I lateral to the offensive lineman who, who, I, who I just thought got, missed it i yeah. thought he had it well i thought he had it well uh, uh, one camera angle well the camera angle that they showed i thought he was short i was like oh no i don't think he got it but then when the official came running down from the other end he his spot 
would have been a first down. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a bad spot. If they put the ball where that official is, it is a first down. Um, but thankfully, they reviewed it, and it took them forever to decide that, no, he did not, in fact, get a first down. All right. Um Real quick before we take a break, tough times for Paul. He said, I knew things were bad at Panera Friday morning. Uh, No free ads. We're bad at a certain place Friday morning when a few app friends were just laughing at me. That's never good. Just straight laughing. But it got worse when a Charlotte fan walked by and said, we're going to kill you too. Good gracious. That's why I stayed in the parking lot and didn't watch a play. Not a bad day. Tough times, Paul. Was it Biff Pogey? (laughs) what did he was it a big man with a sleeveless shirt on also Shirley, don't worry about the bumper music i got it here to take us out chad said what t-pain song so i'll just play it and we'll take a time out we'll come back i hate this brian bailey joins us back with you after this Yeah, I need it. Okay, that's enough. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Thank you to our great producer, Shirley Rhodes, for having my mic down. (laughs) Because... I saw Brian Dayball's fat head on my TV, and I cussed, and I looked, and my mic was on. But luckily, you had me down. Of course I did. Thank you, Shirley. You're welcome. For saving that's, me. That's, you lifted him up by having him down. I could have been dang uh, Tom Brenneman over here Ooh. if uh, my comments were out about Brian Dayball's fat head. Man, I'm bummed the Giants came back yesterday. That was a season saver for them, at least early, a little early onions earlier on twitter halftime steve steve fuller said uh chandler when does basketball start yeah well i've got the answer on a monday november 6th at seven o'clock it will be ecu and ferrum tipping off who ferrum 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 what is that chandler i have no idea it's a school all right ferrum is it ferrum ferrum it's ferrum i've just never heard of ferrum i don't know but uh november november 6th at seven o'clock, would you trade a basketball loss against Ferrum for an East? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, do we have BB? BB Brian Bailey joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Bailey, how you doing, sir? Not too bad. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Commanders are two and zero, buddy. Yeah, they are. Man, that was that was awesome yesterday. Had a hail mary and then a failed two point conversion, and Bailey has had two laughers so far. Cowboys are rolling here early in the year. Playing great defense, I think that's the key. I mean, they they just if they can play that kind of defense all year, and they'll be in the mix. But they, like I say every week, got to show me in the playoffs. And I think this is a team that can do it. They just have to do it. 
There you go. Two and zero start for BB's Cowboys. He's been very nice to you, and I guess it's because of the Cowboys' good start too. Yeah, if the Cowboys were zero and two, and the Commanders were two and zero, I'm interested to see how Bailey would be. He's acting. been very complimentary to yeah. you in the command, and or, or the Commodores, as he would say. And that has gone both ways. I feel like I've been complimentary towards Bailey and his Cowboys. It's very weird to see. Yeah. We ain't played each other yet. Thanksgiving's going to get ugly. It's an odd football season. Yeah, no doubt. In more ways than one, right? But, uh, right. Uh, BB, we've got uh, the Panthers tonight, Chan Man. How you feeling? What's your vibe check on Carolina? I'm feeling good. Um, just hopefully Bryce Young can you know, learn from the mistakes that he had last week. He had a couple of rookie mistakes. And uh, we need to uh, uh, limit the big plays given up on defense that we saw last week. B. John Robinson's going to be a pain in the side for a lot of NFC South teams. He was uh, uh, a force to be reckoned with yesterday against the, the Packers making some plays. But I think the Panthers can bounce back tonight and uh, hopefully get to Derek Carr quickly and often. Need to take advantage of the Saints without Camara before he comes back. Monday night doubleheader. Good setup, BB, as we have the Saints, Panthers, and Brown Steelers. Two good divisional games tonight. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, two divisional you know games, and they're always fun to watch, especially the Steelers and Browns. I mean, that yeah, you know, even when the Browns are bad, they play the Steelers tough. And then, uh, I'm not sure who's better this year. Cleveland may be. They look good in Week One. All right, um, Strawberry wants a prediction uh, on attendance for Saturday. I'll say this: it'll be better than it than maybe it could be because of parents weekend the family weekend so that's a good thing we'll have some extra folks here and uh hopefully students bringing their parents but bailey after a zero and three start fcs team coming in here uh this power football team is going to need to to show the fans something before a lot of them jump back on you'll have your diehards there you'll have a family weekend crowd there but uh yeah could be uh could be some some easy concessions to get through on saturday well, I think also you have to look at the weather, and if the weather happens to be not so good, that's when people, they really look for reasons not to come. But hopefully it'll be a nice day, great tailgating day, that kind of thing. And, you know, nobody wants to be 0-3. I mean, everybody's frustrated, and we talked about it on my show at noon today. I mean, I, the coaching staff, there's nobody more frustrated than Mike Houston and his staff, and they know they've got to turn this thing around. But I think realistically, when you look at it, they all knew it was going to be a tough non-conference slate. I mean, you know, there were there were no gimmies in the first three. And I think a lot of us thought Garner Webb might be a gimme, but the way they played App State, I don't think they're a gimme either. Uh, Jay says, haven't heard anyone complain about halftime adjustments this year. The last two games, we've lost control of the game in the second half. I, I, I feel like I've said it several times that the Pirates have blown two second-half leads. You were hanging on by a thread against Marshall with the offense not performing, and you needed to keep going up and down, back and forth with App State on Saturday, and they weren't able to do that, and the defense has given up some big plays uh, in the second half so far. So, Bailey, that, uh, that's that been a trend, uh, I guess, losing uh, in the third and fourth quarter for ECU here these last couple weeks. And that's a trend they want to block very shortly. I mean, that's one of those things, you know, teams always have a their own identities. And right now, after three games, you look at it, and the last two games especially, I mean, you, you look at the Marshall game, and, and I really thought, you know, we're looking at that game, and I, I thought Pirates win this one 13-10, 16-10. Marshall didn't show me anything offensively, and they ran that gadget play, the, the double pass, and and broke the game wide open after that. Two, two touchdowns. They, they they just were just started reeling and couldn't get it back and then yeah I think the App State game you just you're in a, a game where you have to keep scoring and the Pirates just didn't offensively they they let themselves down in that second half. 
think Flynn uh, did enough to start again. <laughs> again, three interceptions, no touchdowns, but was able to move the ball, got a scoring drive right out of the gate. Uh, do you think, uh, and I'm sure they're not, you know, they hadn't closed the door completely on Mason Garcia. So you think, uh, what do we do, Bailey? Do we see both on Saturday? Do we uh, go with Flynn again? What do you think? I think right now you may see both. I mean, I think Alex did enough to, to get the starting job, but I think in listening to his interview afterwards, I mean, he knows he made some mistakes that he shouldn't have made. Uh, you know, when you're in that position, you can't, you know, nobody's asking you to go out and win the game. They're just asking you not to go out there and lose it. Those three interceptions, they were big. The Pirate defense, you know, with the two touchdowns that they scored, you know, they kept them right in the game. But you just can't go out. And, and, and the interceptions were, they were just bad passes that, I'm not sure whether it was a call that, you know, hey, we think it's going to be there, just throw it, or what was going on. But I think that we're still watching, you know, the maturation process of a starting quarterback, and we haven't found one yet. And uh, that is not the only issue with this football team, Bailey. You got the O-line issues trying to put together a patchwork offensive line there. You've got, of course, uh, some drops and the lack of a playmaker uh, in the skill position. So, I mean, they are still searching for answers and searching for guys they can count on as we sit here uh, through three weeks in the season. And I think Saturday's game is going to be key in so many ways. That, and one of the ways is they have to find some confidence. I mean, you know, I don't think they're going to go out there and just blow Gardner-Webb off the field, but I think they have to have some confidence running the offense, running the defense, and, and putting together a really nice effort. And there's a lot of football to be played, a lot of football ahead of them, a lot of very winnable games in front of them. But, you know, if you're not making winning plays, you're not going to win many of those games. Some of those games are toss-ups. And, and I, I look at the Marshall game and the App State game as basic, you know, I thought toss-ups going into the season. Now, obviously, the spread comes out, and it's a little bit different. But still, uh, I think they're both for games, and they, they, they show they can play with that for, you know, what, three quarters, and they're right in the game. Had to leave the halftime. So uh, I think there's, there's a lot of positives, but there are certainly some negatives. Uh, yeah, well, more negatives than positives at this point early on in the season. How's uh, Tim Doust and the uh, coaching staff handling it, Bailey? They just want to make sure they keep the locker room together and say, hey, we got a lot of football left. Let's go win a game. What would you take away from your conversation with him on the Brian Bailey Show? Well, that's basically, you know, what, what he said. And, and I think that, you know, in knowing those guys and how hard they work and they come in and, you know, and, and again, nobody's happy at, at 0-3. I've never seen a fan base in the world that's happy at 0-3. But I think some of the stuff that's coming out, I mean, you know, this program's come a long way. Now, it's not where they wanted to be at 0-3 to start the season, but still, I mean, you know, back-to-back bowl berths as far as that goes the last couple of years. And you know, I, I remember that we've had some dark days at East Carolina in football, and I don't want to go back to those dark days. Now, 0-3, not exactly <laughs> at the end of the tunnel, but I think that there are games down the road. It starts this Saturday, and you know, and the, most of the Pirate faithful, they, you know, they understand a little bit about it. They understand, that, hey, you're not going to win every game you play. That's just what part of it. You just got to keep on, you know, keep on supporting the team and seeing how it goes. And but this team's got to get some confidence, especially on offense. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, we are uh, right there now in uh, conference season when it comes to high school football. Uh, what stood out to you Friday, and uh, what are you looking forward to this week? I was out sick all week, and I had a chance to listen to the Havelock-Newburn game and really enjoyed it. It's like the old days of listening to a high school football game on the radio. Uh, and that was a great, great game. Uh, this week, Newburn and Jacksonville, two undefeated teams, get set to play. 
If you had told me that South Central would have the winning record against J.H. Rose at this time of the year when they meet, I would have said you're crazy. But that's how it is. South Central's got the winning record right now. I think they're three and two, and I think Rose is one and three. Yeah. So you know that's the matchup there, and uh, I'm I'm really surprised. I think the Rampants. I thought they would get it going against Jacksonville, but I think you know we all know that Jacksonville's really good. Havlock's really good. Newburn's really good. I think you go from there. The rest of those teams are, are rivals of yours, South Central and Conley. So. Yeah, tough starts for uh, for Conley. They were off last week and J.H. Rose right now looking to keep up in a very competitive conference. Tim Doust on the Brian Bailey Show. If you missed it earlier, you can check it out at 6 o'clock or you can go uh, watch it right now on YouTube or Facebook. BB, uh, hope you're doing well, man. We will talk to you later and uh, looking forward to catching up with you on game day on Saturday. Sounds good. We'll see you at the presser, I guess. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, what? 11.30. so long. 11.30 or 11. I couldn't remember which way it was. So. That's 11.30 Eastern time, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> there he is during the show. I swear, I looked at that time, 7 o'clock. I was like, okay, we're in Houston, Texas. That's just 1 minus 2 plus a square root of 3 plus 9 minus 4. Yeah, that's two-hour difference. It's an hour difference. <laughs> Thanks, Bailey. See you, man. Carolina. Got you, man. All right, buddy. There is Brian Bailey joining us. By the way, I hadn't mentioned it on the show. It's been out on social media, and Bailey talked about it on his show. We do have a kickoff time for ECU Rice. Surely going to be a late night. Pirate Radio after dark. 7 o'clock kickoff for the Pirates and the Hoot Owls. And uh, so 3 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and then a late start to the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Give me a call. I'll be out there in Houston for EC versus Rice. It'll be 6 o'clock there at kickoff. So You'll be living in the past, man. Yeah, bro. Isn't it crazy how time works? That is crazy. You know what else I thought about that's crazy? I, I don't know why I thought about it. Maybe I saw a George Carlin thing or something, but, like, why do we determine, like, cuss words, like, what – it's just a collection of letters put together and we're pronouncing it and we've just all as a society agreed to say yeah you can't say that word like that's a villain in the wor- word world like like why though what what's the, i don't know that's why you bring that up it's just a noise really it's a sound and we recognize it's a word the sound yeah. as a word but like can we start word equality if we all agree that's perfect if that's we, a great thing if we all agreed to say it doesn't matter like we could make a word like just on this show like we could make our own rules when it comes to words really how do you think the f word feels it has to feel left out this is uh, what it's i was thinking is, at why in a bad is, way so we have a collection of bad words correct and there's one word that's deemed the worst the worst yeah why is it the worst right and why do we why do we make it that way who's the first person that ever said that word and why did we decide, wait a minute, you can't say that word. And who's the first person to say it on Pirate Radio Live? Me. No. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking, folks, just going outside the brain, just doing a little Aaron Rodgers, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, <laughs> in a dark room, just, just wondering these things. You know. By the way, did you see that he is aiming for a playoff return? Playoff? Playoffs? Well, who's he going to play for? Because the Jets ain't going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Mike P says, who knows how words are formed? Michael Scott. Look, pick on Michael Scott if you want to. That's a great question. Jamie says, does that mean we can start cussing on air? That's not even really what I'm saying. I'm just saying why did we as a society deem some collections of letters inappropriate? And and 
how did it get that way i can say chair table remote i can say these words why cannot say it can i not say the other words why do we find those offensive i don't know i can't my i don't think our brains can process it all i see your brain working like yeah. i'm looking inside your brain right now the and coils it's going, are turning it's and it's going like 130 miles per hour right now it's a good thought jamie says cuss on the show and you could disappear where is connor <laughs> good question we had to take him out back he said Shh. <laughs> and then finished it and i'm not just talking about cuss words people i'm talking about any words like we just all kind of sat there and said yeah okay we'll go by this I, I don't know but who is it that came up with it for us to you know follow those rules i would love to know who the first person i would that, love to shake his that ever went mother beep and then the, and everybody and, was like what did and, you and say? the person saying what what does that mean i don't know if anybody can help me out let me know any linguist in the house any uh language doctor literator historians out there that can help me out let's take a break please we got to talk about prime We got to talk about... See, his mama was in the locker room? I did not. Mm-hmm. Talked about how she raised him. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you the video. He's I gotta, raised my son right. He's got to do it. Like, I would do that. I, I love... There's nothing I love more than using somebody's words against them. And that's all Prime's done through these first three weeks. Colorado's locker room is so prime. They have a stage in the center of the locker room. And post-game, Shador Sanders is on the stage circling with his watch out to the cameras it looks like a concert almost but it's just their locker room but his mom was in there and she said this was the pregame and she was like if you have to go out there and beat that tail which she didn't say tail she said if you have to go out there and beat that tail beat that tail and Dion said all right give me my theme music <laughs> all right we got two let's take a break Shirley we got two cussing on pirate radio updates Steve said Jason Nichols made the F-bomb okay on the air. No, he was saying fumble. That's what Marcus said anyway. Jason got a little mad the other day during the game. Oh! <laughs> I love Jason Nichols party. really gets into it. Oh, man, I got to go back and look at that. The watch party F-bomb. John said, speaking of cussing, we had a little deliberation on this. He thinks it was the S-bomb and not the word ship saturday on the fifth quarter we had a caller that i thought said a cuss word so he cut him we had people on the chat saying no he was saying ship john moody going back and listening to it on his recording detective devices thinks he said a bad word this is like the first week of uh the first week ec versus michigan where they go back and they got the call right it doesn't matter. Oh, right. Yeah. The guy got cut from the... That's floor. right. But he's not suspended for the next he's, game. But he's not suspended. Tyler says, why is the color blue blue? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Now, why? This is the real question. Why? That's a great question, Tyler. We're asking the right questions. Take a break. Come back. Talk NFL, college football. Chad said he believes he also said the S word. So I made the right call. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate uh, questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Let's uh, go the rest of our two recap in NFL. Hello? Oh, sorry. Hello. Hit the wrong button. I wasn't going to cuss, Shirley. Uh, recap NFL and college football. Shirley, can you give me uh, some NFL music as we tell you that the Falcons go to 2-0 and on the year with a win over the Green Bay Packers? 13 points in the fourth quarter for Atlanta. They get a field goal at the end from, is it still the same? Koo. Young Ho Koo. Young Ho Koo with the win. Uh, I asked if this was sustainable, and man, they pounded it. 211 rushing yards, 124 from the rookie, Bijan. Bijan with another just mind-blowing play where he just made like three different guys miss. Um, he's shifty, and they use him in different ways. He's going to be scary. The difference is Ritter did a little more in the passing game this week, 237 yards. Drake London had a zero the previous week, six for 67 and a touchdown for him. Jordan Love on the day, 14 to 25, 151 yards, three touchdowns, but it was not enough as Atlanta gets to come from behind victory. How real is Atlanta? I mean, like we, Bijan's pretty real, and then the backup Tyler's pretty good too to give him some space. Uh, they got weapons, you know, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I don't know how real the Falcons can like continue this. Type but they of are play. a real contender to win the NFC South. Yeah, yes, I would say that absolutely. now. Absolutely. At this point, yes. we could say that. Bills thirty-eight, Raiders ten. Josh Allen two seventy-four, three touchdowns. Good bounce-back game for Buffalo after a Week One loss. Is this in like an old thing? Yep. Because uh, I, I guess I'm showing my age. I don't know what this I is. I haven't heard this one either. Okay. Just focus on me. Focus on the game. I love the music. Ravens 27, Bengals 24. Cincinnati is 0-2. And the biggest thing coming out of this was it's, Burrow's calf yeah. hurting. <laughs> I was going to say it and you beat me to it. So. Okay. Yeah. I was on the Ravens Island that game, so I was happy with that one. Baltimore Island, young Joey, the source, knew it the whole time. You won your island, though, as well. Ravens go to 2-0. and up. Seahawks beat the Lions. Great bounce back for Seattle. Just a classic game. This is a, this is what the Lions have been uh, the last couple years. Remember, like, two years ago, they would be in these games, and Dan Campbell would cry because they would lose at the <laughs> end. Last year, they won a few of them. This year, just back and forth. We rode off Geno week one. He didn't ride back. 328, two, hunt, two touchdowns for Geno Smith in the win. Tyler Lockett, baby, on my fantasy team, gets the yeah, uh, game-winning touchdown. Geno Smith looked good. 328 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Keith, friend of the show, was happy, Chandler, Titans. because the Titans win at 27-24. to 24. I told you, you cannot trust the Chargers. 
Also said you can't trust the Titans, but they did enough to get the win on a Sunday, 80 yards and a touchdown from the baddest man. The, the baddest NFL. man in the NFL. Derrick Henry. And the Titans go to 1-1 one one on the year. Chargers in an 0-2 hole early. Uh, longtime kicker Nick Folk gets the game-winning field goal for the boys in two-tone blue. All right, we've got to have another are they real discussion. Are the Bucks serious? <laughs> what is going on in Tampa? I know this. The Bears are awful. Yeah. Justin yeah, Fields is awful. He's awful. <sighs> he's bad. How long are you going to wait really on this bad. guy? Longer than I wait on Kenny Pickett. Trying to comprehend what that means. That means like... You're done on Pickett? I'm done on Pickett. I, I would... if Say you started a franchise right now. You had the choices of Pickett and Fields. I'm going Fields. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Look, your your reputation's at an all-time high here, that's, that's Joey. Pretty, Are you sure you want to go with this stance? That's a pretty hot take right there. I think, I think he's struggling right now. I mean, that O-line, any quarterback is going to struggle with that oh, O-line. Oh, here we go with an O-line. Okay. All right. Did you see the uh, play where he had someone wide open in the end zone? <laughs> and they chose to and run then, anyway. And he ended up running right into the, the clogged offensive line and took a sack. Awful. Would you rather have Bryce Young or Baker Mayfield? Bryce Young. Bryce, yeah. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, 317 and a touchdown. He's 2-0. and He's firing up the boys. There's going to be a game where they, <laughs> like, they're going to show their true colors. Baker's going to have like two or three interceptions. They're going to be like, that's the Buccaneers we know. Look, I'm not saying I know a lot. But when I know something, I know it. I sat here on Friday, and I said that that's week one. <laughs> I sat here on Friday. All these papers, man. And I said something and what did i say what are you looking for i got it right here i told everybody that took the jaguars you're gonna be sitting here on sunday saying why did i take the jaguars to beat patrick mahomes and the chiefs and that the chiefs would be zero and two so y'all really want to say that who was i talking to joey all of us well you talked to uh you weren't talking me, to me danny and tony me and chandler knew that the Chiefs would not start 0-2. How many touchdowns did Trevor Lawrence throw? That weren't touchdowns <laughs> in the back of the end zone. He threw at least two to Zay, one to Ridley. Yes. It was crazy. Dude, I was going to say, there ha- that had to be a world record for Two catches. to Ridley. Uh, that had to be a world record for like catches in the back of the end zone where they just got that one foot down. If it's in college, that's four touchdowns. But man, Zay Jones with two great catches, they just didn't count. By the way, Jerry is educating the youth myself included he said that was the great nfl today theme from the 1980s brent musburger jimmy the greek irv cross looking live legendary nfl on cbs theme if you're a chiefs fan are you worried no worried about what i mean that wasn't the prettiest of games the other day is jacksonville a playoff team i would say yes yeah and they went and won in jacksonville what the hell are you worried about they just are not as dominant. I'm not worried at all. Are you scared? No. I would love to trade places with the Chiefs right now, although I'll tell you something that they don't have, that my team does have. A 2-0 record? Eric Bieniemy, and a 2-0 record. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy getting mad at players coming off the sideline is a funny thing that I'm going to be looking forward to the rest of the season this year. Colts 31, Texans 20, but... Anthony Richardson. 
I'm gonna I'm be honest with you. Be honest, man. Joey probably would have kicked my ass in fantasy. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Cuss word. But Anthony Richardson went out of the game, and that's the problem. When you have a dynamic quarterback like that, you yeah. just worry: can they hold up? And I'm gonna be honest. Um, be honest. It, it is kind of scary him getting two concussion protocols first two weeks. Oh, that's season. right. Yeah, it's yeah. a little too early for that. Yeah. Garner Minshew getting a lot of action. Oh my here goodness! Let's look weeks. at those numbers. He came in and did a pretty good yeah, job as well. Pretty Minshew, good. Yeah. How about 19 to 23 touchdown for Gardner Minshew? Charlie, get this college football music out of here. I recently just found out about the story of when he tried to break his hand here at East Carolina. I just heard that story. Oh, this is my least favorite NFL theme. The, um, well, do they even have NFL this Network. anymore? NFL it used Network. to be the NFL Network game. I guess they still have those. Does Prime have a song? They got to. Do we play that song? I need to find Deion that one Sanders. on YouTube. Play my theme music. All right, Niners, they were my survivor pick, and that was a little hairy. How about the Rams kicking a field goal as time expires to cover? Y'all see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally kicked the field goal at the end, a meaningless field goal, to get the Rams a plus seven and a half or whatever betters through. McVay makes trips to Virginia, confirmed. Apparently so. Mick Virginia used to live there, I'm assuming, when he coached with Washington. So he knows people. Oh, yeah. In Virginia. Uh, Matt Stafford, by the way, 307 yards. Chandler, you made me... uh, You reminded me that we played Puka Nakua last year. 15 catches, 147 yards for the rookie from BYU. Set records for the most catches through two weeks for a rookie in NFL history. I was going to ask you, what do you guys think about him? Is he going to be a real receiver coming down down the season? So they've got Cup out, right? Yeah. So he'll come back, get a ton of targets. But I don't, I mean, he's not going to give you 15 for 147 every week. No. But he's going to give you enough to get, get you in winning uh, winning situations. And the question is, is Stafford going to hold up? And right now it looks like he is, right? Yeah. So he's going to be distributing the rock. 15 catches, that's impressive. The Apparently rock. the Jets uh, said something to the Rams. or Little rumors flying around about trying to trade for Stafford, but I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, especially if the Rams are going to like stay in games and win some games. Right now, the team doing it right, the tanking team doing it right, is the Arizona Cardinals. They're tanking, but man, they're giving their fans something to cheer about. They had Washington on the ropes week one. They had the Giants. I don't know. What's Beat. worse than being on the ropes? Beat. Um, mean the nothing? But the G-men come back. And get the win, 31-28. to 28. What a comeback victory, saving their season. That might be a little dramatic, but they hadn't scored. They were being outscored, what, 60 to nothing or whatever? Uh, 31-28, the final. Daniel Jones had a monster second half in that game for the G-Men, who get to 1-1. One and one. Cowboys continue their dominance to start the 2023 season. They beat the Jets 30-10. to 10. Jets just aren't going to win without with without Aaron Rodgers. But says too the Cowboys defense is faux real. Garrett Wilson also entering concussion protocol. Don't like to see that. Micah Parsons is a freak. Micah Parsons with the uh, could have been a Panther. Micah Parsons with the tweet of the week. Washington wide receiver Jahan Dotson said two and zero. Michael Parsons quote tweeted it and said, I'm coming. All right. All right. 
Seems like he's excited to play the Washington Commanders. Huh? Yeah. You're not the only one, Micah, after this 2-0 start by the Commanders. 35-33. They beat the Broncos. They were down 21-3. And then the casual fan woke up. Sam Howell woke up. The defense woke up. Chase Young woke up. Chase, welcome back to football, buddy. Commanders do enough. Hail Mary at the end of the game, but the Broncos could not get the two-point conversion. And Washington goes to 2-0 on the year and have a big one with the Bills coming up next week. Uh, I believed in the Washington Redskins football team commanders before the game even started. Drive up to Virginia. I said, here's my money. They said, oh, you think they're going to cover? I said, not only are they going to cover, they're going to win the football game. That's exactly what they did. How about Moneyline McGee over here? Well done, sir. Uh, Brian Robinson is a big man. Is a dog. Many men. Derrick Henry Jr., like he's... He is a big running back when he gets out in space. He showed that yesterday. 87 yards, two touchdowns. Sam Howe, three touchdowns in the game. Pretty one to Terry McLaurin. And Washington is 2-0. Wow. And our Dolphins, Shirley, are 2-0 after a win last night. I like this. I, I like, I'll tell you this, Shirley, about your Dolphins. We know they can win in shootouts like week one. We know they can win 42-38. to and just have Tyreek and Waddle and everybody flying down the field. Can they win a defensive game? They showed last night they could. They gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter. They were dominating that Patriots offense defensively, and that opened my eyes a little bit to say these Dolphins are for real. I think the Dolphins are for real. Uh, it's It's been a lot of fun to watch them defensively just flying around the football, forcing turnovers. I mean, the Patriots had an interception. Uh, they also uh, forced a fumble, and they had a fumble recovery. So uh, not just the offense being dangerous because everybody talks about Tyreek Hill and Jordan Waddle and all the uh, – uh, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, all of the offensive weapons that Miami has. Not a lot being talked about on the defensive side of the ball. They are everywhere, and uh, they are just – it's like a bunch of track stars out on the football field. It's been its been really fun to watch for me. That it, it has been. <laughs> English. Uh, wow. I was Many out. words not used. What? Yes, it has been, has been. Yes, it has been, yes. Everything Shirley said was correct. <laughs> Dolphins, real deal, 2-0. Pats in trouble at 0-2. Coming up tonight, doubleheader. Saints, Panthers, Browns, Steelers. Great games. We'll have them here on Pirate Radio, by the way. I wonder how they're going to do that, Shirley. Are we going to get the full Panthers game? Yes, you'll get the full Panthers game, and then we'll join the uh, Browns and Steelers. In progress. Um, Yes, in progress. So uh, if everything times out properly, you'll be able to catch the second half of the Browns and Steelers game. For you uh, TV watchers out there, 7.15 on ESPN Saints-Panthers, ABC on 8.15 for Browns and Steelers. Looking Uh, forward to it. I got a quick breaking news per my sources, good friend uh, Adam Schefter. Uh, The Giants, Saquon Barkley, is expected to be sidelined for three weeks Hmm. with an ordinary ankle sprain, apparently. Ordinary. Yeah, ordinary in quotations. That's very lucky because the uh, play in which that happened looked very scary. Um, uh, so, and he's had his injuries in his career. So, Chad asked me, "Had I seen the? Uh, wait, what'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. 
Uh, he uh, needs to watch himself. I'll go back and listen to it. Uh, Chad asked, have I seen the clip of the ref telling Gino he's talking to America? Shirley, right before the show, said, is there any clips I need to uh, load? And I was like, I feel like there's something I wanted you to get today, and I forgot, and this was it, Shirley. I'm talking to America right now. This is the ref. Let's see if we can hear it here. (laughs) I I did catch the America part. I'm talking to America here. I like it. All right, let's uh, take a break. What are you pointing at? Mike McDaniel sprinting. <laughs> hey, the players are the only track stars, Shirley. Your My, head coach. Michael McDaniel. Let me tell you something. That was hilarious. I saw that interview. He It was at halftime. He did his little halftime interview, and then he starts to jog off the field. Now, I think the guy that was off to his left was maybe his security but he was standing there. He's kind of jogging behind him, and then he takes a look back and sees the cameraman jogging. He he just kind of was gone. like, you know what? Let's race. Boom. Gone. He can fly. Track Look, star. Looking like Tyreek. Team full of track stars. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll uh, recap week three of the college football season and look ahead to some games coming up this weekend. More to go. Jason Nichols joining us hour number three on this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Man, we got some great matchups coming up this weekend in college football. Headlined by East Carolina Gardner-Webb. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by EC alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. A few more minutes to go here in hour number two. Jason Nichols is going to join us in hour three. We'll talk Pirate football and more. His Falcons 2-0. Dirty birding it right now. But uh, I wanted to look at Look back at the college football slate, and it was not a slate full of marquee games. So just looking over top 25 action, Georgia messed around and uh, made it close with South Carolina, but the Bulldogs win 24-14 over the Gamecocks. So Georgia, a little shaky, but moving to 3-0 on the year. Michigan beat Bowling Green 31-6. This was not a good week if you took big-time, big favorites. And I'll, I'll go through some of those games. Georgia-South Carolina was one of those. Michigan-Bowling Green was one of those. Florida State, huge favorites up in Chestnut Hill. They beat Boston College 31-29. to That was a close game. Um, the other one was Alabama. Alabama wins 17-3. to That is a crazy-looking score. As a three-and-a-half-touchdown point favorite there in Raymond James Stadium. And it was 3-3 to at halftime. 
just uh, South Florida, by the way, looked at as, you know, a, a lower tier team in the American and they're able to hang with Alabama. That uh, that just didn't seem right. Um, we had Ohio State was a good team to uh, back on Saturday. They beat Western Kentucky 63-10. to Penn State 30-13 to winners over Illinois. Washington rolled Michigan State. Mel Tucker fired there 41-7. to Was that score? Notre Dame also impressive again. 41-17. to 330 yards, three touchdowns for Sam Hartman is he he's gonna have a chance with this schedule in fact he's gonna have a head-to-head with caleb williams on this schedule to make a case for uh harman for heisman he's definitely in the uh hat for heisman no doubt and uh, i think like you said a, a favorable schedule to go out and put up some numbers and continue to do what he's done all year and that's uh look impressive in a new um uh, on a new team and a new offense and so um yeah sam hartman getting the job done in south bend all right before we get to uh prime versus oregon oregon wins 55 to 10 against hawaii uh prime man absolute classic in overtime they beat colorado state and it took a 90 some yard drive yeah but like from uh, shadur yeah two minutes left somewhere around there to tie it up uh rick ross was doing the shadur there uh joey (laughs) <laughs> do the shadur <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh by the you? way uh <laughs> a name that we saw last year uh pirates against south florida do you remember jimmy horn jr that was the guy that scored the touchdown to tie the game um so jimmy horn jr uh, uh transfer from south florida the tor- everybody thinks it's joe horn's kid when it's his name is jimmy horn jr um tory horton the receiver for Colorado State. Oh yeah, it's also a dog. Yeah. Um, let's see. I believe his numbers were up there somewhere, but he had like sixteen or seventeen receptions and uh, was really, really good. And it was causing some havoc for the Buffalo yeah. defense. Sixteen, one thirty-three, and a touchdown. Yeah. So, but they were able to escape. And uh, I'll tell you this: if I ever meet Horton, I'll take my glasses and hat off and shake his hand. Why didn't uh, Norvell do that after the game? Because exactly because exactly how about college kickers a little shaky mizzou's kicker a 61 yard field goal at the end to knock off k-state that was dramatic we watched that one on saturday lsu hammering mississippi state missouri's quarterback having one of the best games of his career and when his name was announced as a starter uh, before that game it was nothing but booze from the crowd eli drinkwitz had something to say about that oh wow didn't see that so Jamie says Hartman will win the Heisman and Notre Dame will Notre Dame will be a number one or two seed in the playoffs. Interesting. I don't know about that. The question is, can they get it done in the playoffs? Haven't done it before. Well, again, they have a playoff as a regular season schedule because they still have uh, some marquee games coming up. All right, so real quick before we take a break, looking at week four, I'll just rattle off some of the games we got coming up. So in the noon window... Which, by the way, did you say week five, USC, Colorado? Yes. Noon? Big noon. What in the world? That is crazy that those teams are playing at noon. Big noon. All right, so Florida State at Clemson, noon uh, on ABC. Florida State by a million. Oklahoma at Cincinnati. That's uh, on Fox at noon. 3.30, Colorado at Oregon. Oregon, three touchdown favorites in that game. 3.30, top 25 matchup, UCLA, Utah. 3.30, top 25 matchup, Ole Miss at Bama Lama. 
we go to the night slate oregon state at washington state top 25 matchup there Poji is in uh, the swamp this weekend, by the way. Poji in the swamp, 7 o'clock, ESPN+. Plus. Iowa at Penn State. Personally not interested, but top 25 game. Top 10 matchup, 7.30, NBC. Ohio State at Notre Dame. UNC's at Pitt. Cal at Washington, USC at Arizona State. It is a great slate coming up this Saturday. We will be with you all day. Talking about ECU Gardner-Webb while watching this great action so i ain't gonna hate on it i'm looking forward to it gonna be a fun saturday we'll talk some pirate football when we return and uh you got any questions for jason nichols you can get those in on facebook and youtube still a lot more to go on pirate radio live will make you a winner and more when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Jeff Howe reporting the Patriots have released Matt Corral and Ian Book. Hmm, all right. I guess they were practice squatters, uh, but no longer a part of the Patriots after falling to the Dolphins last night. Dolphins moved to 2 0. Commanders are 2-0. Jason Nichols' Falcons are 2-0. 30 birds. We'll just let Joey and Chandler hang out anyway. <laughs> Maybe y'all can... got a chance to go 1-1 one one tonight. Bird up. <laughs> Bird up, I indeed. You enjoy your temporary success. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you, bud. Uh, I know you wanted to say more, but you need to see what your team does tonight before you say anything. So, uh, big one tonight for carolina big one tonight in the afc north as well as the steelers take on the browns and uh jason we'll dive into some nfl a little later but we'll okay. start with ecu football long day once again mm-hmm. uh loved having you here jason and as the fans did as well uh enjoying your insight and as i said to ellerby as well your passion like it, <laughs> there are times when you and marcus kind of return to the player the coach whatever you're you're just intense watching the game and uh kind of tough to separate it right this is your first it, it, year really out of it yeah it is it is it's, it's tough um you know man it's just the competitive nature it's um wanting to be a part of it wanting to win uh wanting to see the pirates be successful 
And so, yeah, we're, we're passionate about it. And, um, you know, you got to learn. I try to bottle it because what I've learned as a coach is how you act is how your players will react to things, too. So I, on the field, it's like I, I keep it pretty contained. But there's moments where I let it get out. On that note, did you see the James Madison coach this weekend? Uh, kept doing the discount double check to the fans. And, and the it, players, too. It almost... It almost like his players were like trying to get him to calm down. <laughs> it was a, a total role reversal. I'll, I'll try to pull that up, uh, but that was strange. But Jason, uh, you also know how hard these guys work. These guys being the coaches, these guys being the players, and but the other team works too. There, there's not really a deserve. Like you, you get what you deserve because both teams are working hard. Both teams are lifting. Both teams are doing the hot summer workouts and. Uh, we're still looking for that first W here. No doubt, everybody everybody does the same thing. We used to always preach, you know, what you put into it. That's that's the difference. How much are we willing to sacrifice to put into it? And even with that, man, it, it doesn't guarantee anything. All it does is give you a chance, and uh, you got to take care of the little things to to make sure you uh, you can get that victory. I don't like it's still early in the season, but the, the schedule's getting tighter and tighter, and then the window's getting shorter and shorter to to have a winning season, to have a bowl season. But how tough is it right now, Jason, keeping everybody together after zero and three start? Is that something as a coach you you worry about? And how about put on the player hat too? How do you you stay in it when you're zero and three? You're losing games week after week. Yeah, it's uh, from the coach perspective. Yes, that's your biggest deal right now is making sure that you're, you're keeping those guys positive and you try to point out all the positives those guys are doing right now because they, they get enough of the negative right sure. that's natural and you you correct the things that because i'm gonna be honest with you you, you do learn more in life through failure I mean, it's not the wins that you take the greatest lessons from. It's the losses where you say, man, if you see, this is why we talk about doing the release. You know, on Saturday, we were talking about outside releasing on that one play where the ball got picked. That Then you say, this is why we do it. Because when we don't do it that way, this is what the result's going to be. And so, um, you know, you, you, you harp on those little things, but it's, it is the details that, that in the end is going to make the difference. Jamie says, question for Jason, if you could only choose one thing, what would be the thing you personally uh, would change in the offensive play calling or scheme? Like, What's something we can do this weekend that we haven't done, we haven't done enough, we haven't done it all? What, what would you change personally? I still think that taking shots, setting up plays and taking shots is what you got to be willing to do as a coordinator. You're calling certain plays to set up something else. Uh, not necessarily just calling the play. Um, you're calling this play to get a reaction. And when I get a reaction, then I want to counter that. And so, um, you know, uh, th- that that is what I played in. That's what I've been around when I've been around some really good offensive-minded guys that like Todd Berry and Steve Logan and Doug Martin. There was a plan to it. It wasn't just calling plays. It was we're going we're gonna to attack. And then when we hit a certain part of the field, we're going to attack. We're going to take our shots playing offense from an offensive perspective on that note running it so many times on first down is that something you want to see hey we've set that up enough it feels like let's let's mix it up on first down a little bit boot off boot off of it the next time you know like start the game give every you want that eye wash to be here comes the run yep you know what you do you pull it and you put the quarterback on the perimeter and now he has a two-way option i can throw it i can run it you know just spread it out and, and a lot of times when you're doing your boots and neckers you get your tight end involved too because he's the dragger or, or he's the slam guy that slams and releases into the flat 
And it's not just one thing. It's not just the quarterback or just the receivers or just the O-line. It's a little bit, but but Eric says, if you can't block long enough to take a deep shot, it's not going to work. So you, you factor that all in as well. Well, that's when you're going to take the deep shot. You got to make sure you're a seven-man pro, right? Let's, let's keep everybody in and let's only have about three guys going out, two guys going out, however you want a seven-man pro this thing. And... Um, and take that shot. You, you can do that. You can keep guys in to make sure if you're struggling in protection to give yourself the best chance to get that playoff. I'll say one of the knocks on Sam Howell right now to go to the, the commanders and another team real quick. The, the preseason game against Baltimore where he looked really good, he was facing a backup defensive line and it felt like he was holding it an extra second or two and completing passes. And it was talked about amongst Washington fans, and even I thought that night, like, are you going to be able to do this regular season? And we've seen him take some sacks. We've seen him hold on to the ball a long time. Mm-hmm. How about with these East Carolina quarterbacks? It seems like Flynn is ahead of Garcia on that side of it. But what have you seen from those guys? What did you see from Flynn as far as pocket presence and those things, Jason? I think – Flynn moves through the pocket a little bit better than Mace. Mason tries to escape always through the outside. What we used to always try to tell our quarterbacks is find the open B gap because that's your escape gap. So if something starts coming on you, know it's it's uh, an escape gap for the quarterback to step up to move in. Sometimes that's not there because they could bring pressure up mm-hmm. the middle. But if they're just rushing their standard four or five guys, the line is trying to set the pocket, you might have a great chance to step up in the pocket and escape. And when you're stepping up, you can keep your eyes down the field and try to find a receiver. On those blitzes, and, and by the way, we had our most watched watch party ever in any sport on uh, Saturday. So people were really enjoying you and Marcus breaking it down uh, and Mully was hanging out as well we had a good time but we were talking about some of those blitzes and I was asking you you know is that something you can do before the snap is called and I guess sometimes you can sometimes you can't explain that Jason what can Alex do to help himself out with some pre-snap calls where he's not being harassed well, now that's a system deal because a lot of times systems uh, can you, you 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 build it to where you can always change the protection. If you see the blitz coming from a different way, you can you can you can change the line of protection to put them into the blitz. Uh, or you can be in a system where you say, okay, they're blitzing. Where I'm a, I'm I'm a get to my hot route over here right. and get the ball out of my hand and beat it that way too. Um, so there's different ways you can do it, um, whether it's changing the protection or <clears throat> being able to throw hot and get the ball out your hand. Jamie said, might not be able to answer this one, but we're, we're pointing fingers now. We all want something, somebody to blame, Jason. Uh, where does the fault lay more? Coaches, players, young team? I don't know. <laughs> if you got one finger to point, where are you pointing it? I mean, uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a big issue. I, I'm like you. It's not just one thing because it's kind of like what we heard, you know, and I'm, I'm sticking up for Donnie here, too. Um, well, when we do protect it, we drop it. And then when we are open, we don't protect it. And then, you know, so it's that it's that thing where, you know, that's why defenses, when we first got in here, we talked about in camp. Defenses are always ahead of the offense in camp because offense has to get in a rhythm. Guys have to be on the same page. We got to, you know, uh, talk about getting the ball out of our hands and all that good stuff, especially coming out of a summer where you're out there throwing seven on seven a lot and you don't have that timing and rhythm of how fast that rush is coming. Defenses are always a little bit ahead of the offense. So it takes a little bit um, to, to get on the same page. 
But offensively, I think that's been our biggest struggle is that. And then who's the playmaker? Like, yeah. Right, right now, I don't know who, if I'm sitting here, that would be my biggest thing I would be trying to figure out is who is the guys that I need to feature and how do we get them the ball? Because it's not the play, it's the players. You can call whatever play you want, but when you put the ball in the right person's hand, they will make a play. And and that's how you find that throughout spring, throughout camp, a guy that has a nick for or a knack for making a play. I asked last week, and I'm sorry to do hypotheticals, but we got a lot of hours and minutes to fill talking ECU football. If you could add something to this team right now, and I'm going to take the quarterback out of it, and I'm still trying to figure out the way to perfect this question, but Jason, right now, if I could give you, say, a a Sunbelt transfer receiver to add to the roster right now that had 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns last year, or I'll give you two all Mountain West tackles that you could just add right to the team. Like, what would you take right now? What what, what does this offense need right wow. now? From the naked eye, I would probably take the receiver right now. I want a playmaker. Because I want a playmaker. Um, if you give me two great tackles that can not only pass pro and but can come off the ball and drive block to where we can have the best of both worlds i would probably be tempted in that but just looking <laughs> yeah. from the naked eye i want to play we're not we're not see the, the defense wins when you got to go out there and got to go 11 12 13 14 plays because it's hard for an offense to stay on the field that long without making a mistake a, a, a false start a holding penalty a drop ball something right so when you can go and score quick that is what you're trying to do you're trying to strike as quick as we can hey listen let's go in one in one play if we can i don't know if we've had that one playability we had it here with keaton you know that was the beauty in having keaton mitchell is that he could hit hit one and take it to the house 80 yards yeah. and, and and that's a danger you know that scares the defense i don't know right now I've seen anything that would scare defense. So what happens is those defenders move closer to the box, which makes it easier to stop the run. My concern is going into that game, we haven't done nearly anything enough to make defenses respect the pass. I felt like at times we were doing that on Saturday, but if I'm Gardner-Webb, I'm coming in with one game plan, and that's to stop the run, right? Yeah, I think when you're struggling a little bit offensively the way we are, and it's frustrating because I've been there where you're, you're pulling your hair and you're trying to find what, what's the best way to get it done. Um, you know, the, it, they make it tough because they know you're struggling too. And so until you, you know, it's a copycat league, on a, you know, whatever game plan somebody has thrown out there that works against hey, you. Hey, let's do it. You better <laughs> learn how to beat it because you're going to see it until you learn how and can prove that you can beat that particular uh, scheme that they're trying to throw at you. Alright, a uh, couple of other comments. Susan Deans, the uh, Panthers den mother, is walking into the stadium, Chandler. She says, loves your jersey. Hashtag keep pounding. Keep pounding, Susan. Let's get a win tonight. <laughs> Hopefully uh be a fun atmosphere there in Charlotte tonight. Uh, Brian says at this point it's coaching and scheme from game to game. Players are important, but there's tons of teams across the country that do less, do more with less across the country. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Stats has positive pirate stats. We ran over some negative ones earlier on the, the offensive stats side. To consider, ECU is one of only 23 teams that have not lost a fumble. All right, uh, yeah, <laughs> man. We when we have Rajay on. Uh, the last couple of years, I, uh, and and key, all the guys, 
I wanted to talk about him not fumbling so much, but I was a, I was scared to bring it up. Uh, I, I am that superstitious. I wouldn't even talk about ball security yeah. uh, with the guys. Uh, he said the Pirate D is number nine in the nation in stopping opponents on fourth down, eighty uh, percent, four out of five. That's good. So all right, couple. Hey, thank you, Johnny Stats. We'll we'll take some positive numbers here. Uh, let's see, Chad oh, Austin says uh, Nichols has been a phenomenal addition to the. Uh, pirate radio regulars always love hearing his insight and perspective so always great to hear uh that was austin oh austin chad the guy that that talked about your wing eating the other day oh that's chad again is asking did you watch colorado and colorado state did you think colorado state was playing dirty and trying to hurt people i think they were playing what a brawl should probably be like physical aggressive it's going to be some shots Chippy. that's going to yeah. be kind of close but when you're when you're playing in those type of games and we used to play those guys down here in that red uh you can expect that type of intensity to be in the game let me see if i can get the penalty numbers on that game because it was massive on both sides but especially on colorado state and what a finish to that game i was uh, watching it kind of in and out fell asleep a couple times but that it almost felt like a movie or a show or something. Dion has got it so Hollywood out there right now. It didn't even feel real. Just back and forth, crazy plays. I mean, when you got Lil Wayne rapping as your team's coming out of the tunnel, you got something going on Man. there. Colorado ten for eighty seven. That's a lot of penalties, right? Yeah. Colorado State seventeen for one eighty two. That's even Woo! more. <laughs> that is a, a one eighty two penalty yards. That's a lot of accountability right there. My goodness, four turnovers for them two for colorado it was fun it was a a wild wild football game the other night all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll have more for you with jason nichols we'll have a giveaway we'll dive into uh, some other football talk if you got a question feel free to ask sean said i have heard more football sense from jason the last five minutes than i have the last five years (laughs) glad to have him here Hey, what about Chandler and I? Don't we provide some insight? <laughs> I'm a former long snapper. They got a former long snapper over here, guys. You got any special teams questions for Chandler? No doubt. Uh, pass them along. Take a break. Come back. More to go. PRL after this. I kind of lose my mind. It's not the world you're not too well. It's not the You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Did you ever flash up our uh, Fleet Feet rundown today, Joey? Give us a flash real quick. We'll do a football recap with... Jason Nichols, who joins us here. By the way, um, have not seen a line for East Carolina Gardner-Webb. Usually the FCS lines come out later in the week. I got asked yesterday at tiebreakers when I was enjoying some football, 
and got asked about the line. Did you tell people to stop bothering And me? I said, please, hush. So leave me alone, man. <laughs> and I, and I'm I, here to watch a game. And I told her, I was like, I don't know if we'll see one right away, yeah. especially in games like this, yeah. as Tony Collins would say at Elon game. But uh, that's not the case this year. Pirates looking for their first win against the Bulldogs. So, um, yeah, I just you'll have to keep if anybody's on seen one, let me know. But I might come out later in the week. What do you think the line's going to be? Oh, I'm going to say ECU Pirates like 10. seven and a half. Something like that. I'm going to say Pirates 10. Okay. You got a guess, Joey? All right, cool. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. Got to win that one, Jason. Yeah, we got, got to. to. We got to, man. And I, I laid out my path earlier. There's a lot of the season's over all that i laid out my path for people to get excited again it's a very short path all it is is you win this week go to rice beat them east carolina zero and two lifetime at rice that could be this could be their first win ever at rice wow you win that one you're two and three coming back home for a thursday night game on espn with smu i'm gonna be so and all of a sudden up. you're jacked up again yeah. and you're looking to go to 500 and then two and oh in the conference yeah that right fires me up like there is a path to get back on track now feels like we might be a little ways from that but beating gardner webb's believable right yes beating rice they're not world beaters here we're talking about i know they they knocked off houston i'm not saying we're gonna be underdogs against rice I, i'm aware of that yeah. i'm just saying there's a very short path to get people back on board and we got winning, go winning does that you know i mean yeah. we got to go win um and i'm sure that's what those guys want they, they want to get a, a win and get a, a positive feeling going right now if you get a win on that thursday night and make it your third win in a row. You're three and three. You're two and zero oh in the conference, and then the very next week, you're big favorites against Biff Pogey. against Biff and the Charlotte 49ers. The Biffer. I'd rather lose to Gardner Webb than I would Biff. <laughs> I do not want to lose to that sleeveless dude, man. No, no. and he'll never stop that. Well, we cannot lose to Biff. No. So uh, you know what? I'll be fired up. I don't care if we're zero and whatever going into that game. That's my Super Bowl at that point. I want to beat Biff. Uh, oh no on youtube said i saw three and a half to four where'd you see that oh no let me know oh no three and a half to four man i hope that's not the spread <laughs> i hope it's i hope it's higher than that uh let's see all right rick said from the helm just dropped so i saw it on a message board but i haven't seen a link or anything to it where'd you see that at rick because uh if it's i don't want to be like get got here or anything but it sounded like it was from john gilbert but i don't see it on ecupirates.com where did you read this at rick uh was it like a maybe an email to pirate clubbers or something uh let me know because i'd love to read it if i know it is legit what is it oh that is a message from john gilbert oh a uh public message from the helm um and again i read it but i read it from a second party source and it's not on the ECU uh, Twitter account, right, Chandler? No, so, I don't see it. Let me know where you found that. Let me know where you found that. Let me know where you saw the line. I've got a couple uh, lines right now for Garner Webby's Carolina. Let's hear them, Source Boy. Uh, and where from? Yeah, so FanDuel has it at three and a half. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's BetMGM has it at four and a half. Okay. Uh, DraftKings, four and a half. Hmm. Yeah, that's the consensus right now. It's three and a half to mm. four is what I'm mm. seeing. Mm. Four and a half. Give me the pirates, baby. No doubt. What's the total? Does that have a total? Uh, let's see. One second. How much they think uh, we're going to score and Gardner Webb's going to score? Total. 
No, Man, three and a half, four and a half. Big yikes. All right. Gardner Webb coming off a loss to Tennessee State oh, wow. by a field goal Come on. on Saturday. Come on. All right. Um, Jason. Yes. Falcons. Dirty Birds. Whoop, whoop. Jamal Anderson. Yes, sir. The old crew. Uh, Dan Reeves. So, uh, 2-0 and start. My question week one was, is it sustainable how they won? Are they going to be able to just run the ball and let Ritter throw it 13 times for 115 yards or whatever? Well, this week, they ran the ball 200-plus, Bijan at 100-plus, and Ritter had more passing yards, and I say this for fantasy purposes, but for football purposes too, Drake London didn't have a goose egg. He actually had a good game. They got the passing game more involved, and if they can do that, they're pretty scary because they they still had the run. They added the passing with them. Well, um, Arthur is going to he's going to be that way. Do you like him? Well, I went I did an internship with those guys in 2019 and it's that mentality, same way the Titans with the Titans. Play. They're going to run it and they're going to play action. They use the run to set up the pass. That's their that's his belief. Old old line guy from North Carolina. So uh and they did that and I tell you what, Bijan was like um, you know he was he was special. I mean, just watching that guy, he was averaging at one point almost nine yards a carry, and um, I mean he he made some guys miss where you're like, man, that is different. That guy's good. And I'm not saying Ritter needs 300 a game or anything. They just need uh, some semblance of a passing game so they can play action. And they've got the weapons to do it with Pitts yes. and London. You would think, yes, two uh, big targets too, and you can count. Uh, Robinson because they put him in the slot quite they, a bit. They put him in the slot. They did. Yeah. They used him a lot in the passing game. You like that? Using your playmakers in different spots, Jason? Man, put them, <laughs> put them boys out you've talked about that a few times. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, what, like, what, how real is this, you think? Are they Well, you know legit? what? I, I think they're, they're, they're getting better. All right, I'm not going to be unrealistic. I think they're getting better. I don't. We don't have near the firepower that the Cowboys or the Eagles sure. or some of those San Fran, but the, you know. So, <laughs> but they they are getting better, and we got options now. We got guys that can make plays. I mean, now you can hand the ball off, and it's a real threat with with Bijan. Yeah, you know. All right, Falcons uh, move to two and zero. Good start for the Dirty Birds. Chandler, they're not the only two and zero team in the division. The Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What in the world? I've CW, our Bucks buddy. I went to congratulate him Wednesday at Sports Trivia. He said, "No, we're trying to lose. We're trying to tank." I'm like, "Man, take the wins. Go ahead." I can't wait to see what he says this uh, Wednesday when I see him. They are two and zero after beating the Bears. Yeah, and I mean the Bears, man. I mean to go on the road week one and to to beat um kirk cousins uh justin jefferson on the road that was pretty impressive and i mean baker mayfield's doing something that he never did in carolina and that's you know putting the ball out there and making his players uh go out and get it i mean three over 300 yards on sunday By the way, mike evans is not dead six catches 171 yards he's had a thousand yards in just uh, i think every, every single season. Game, every yeah. single season of his career so uh and of course that defense man with Sha- shaquille barrett and some other guys on that on that side of the football um, is giving them a chance to get the football and go make plays, and that's exactly what they're doing. So, I mean, watch out for the Bucks, I guess. But I, I think I would—I'm more scared of the Falcons than I am the Bucks. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Uh, Marcus Crandall had Sam Howell on his quarterbacks to watch this year. Quarterbacks that are going to win games, and Sam Howell goes 299 and two touchdowns on the road. 
Washington got the run game going too. 87 yards from Brian Robinson and a couple of scores. And uh, the Commanders are an unlikely 2-0 and beating Denver. I don't know. I thought with Sean Payton there, we'd have a Denver bounce back this year after a terrible year with Hackett last year. But they start the season 0-2, Jason. I tell you what, they, they it got scary there at the end when they threw that Hail Mary down there. And yeah. I was like, okay, and then they're going for two to, to tie it up. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it goes to show you, man, players make plays, and, and you got to have players that can go out there and make plays for you no matter how good you are as a coach. We got our guy uh, Terry McLaurin making plays for us. Big touchdown catch for Washington yesterday, and uh, we got the Bills coming up. That's all of a sudden a good game Ooh. coming up on Sunday. Looking forward to that. Um, if you make power rankings right now, yeah, uh, let's see. Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers. Is that the top three in some order? The naked eye, that's what I would say it yeah. is right now. And and the Cowboys, that I, I want to see somebody score on their defense. <laughs> uh, it hasn't happened yet, and they have been dominant on that side of the ball. Chiefs, of course, will be there at the end. They get a bounce back win. Chandler threw out a, are you concerned about the Chiefs earlier in the show? Well, they went on the road, beat the Jags. You wanted to see more? A little more, yeah. I just—they're not as explosive. I feel like yeah. they just don't look like the same Chiefs you know we've why? seen in the year in the past, in past years. Eric Bieniemy, baby. <laughs> they don't have Eric Bieniemy no more. Hey, we scored in the upper thirties. Y'all are scoring thirty, averaging thirty some points a game. <laughs> yes, right sir. Now, so. I mean, but like we talked about it earlier, the Jacksonville Jaguars had some chances to make oh some big goodness. catches in that game, which they made the catches. Mm-hmm. It was their feet were. Did not you see down. that? The highlights. I did, I did not. See I don't as a they as a receiver and as a, a receivers coach and. I know you coached other things, but they had two to Zay, two to Ridley, and maybe another one or two mm-hmm. that were caught with one foot in, one foot out of the end zone. And I'd love for you to break them down and say, because some of them were on Trevor probably. Yeah. I'd say most of them were on Trevor at that point. Zay probably had one he wished he could have back that he could do a toe tap. But, man, that's how that's how tough it is to score in the NFL, obviously. But that, that's how close it is to game of inches. Well, I know what we'd be working on this week in practice then. We get those toe taps in. Get the toe taps. With Trevor. You know, no Trevor, you come throw them so we can, right. you know – a lot of times the, the receivers coach would throw it to him, but I would get him to come over and throw those to us. And, uh, Jason, I've said it, that if if we're playing mad like like it's Madden and everybody's healthy, everybody is fully 100% and all that, I think the Dolphins are top five. They're definitely the most exciting team in the league, but top five team in the league when you've got Hill and Waddle, Raheem Mostert last night, 121 yards. They are just so dang fast. Uh, but last night they went a tough one. They went a a lower score in physical game and that showed me a lot that they were able to win a a 24 to 17 game instead of a 42 to 38 game yeah i mean and because every game won't be a shootout you know especially as the season starts changing and you're going up north to go play guys that that scoring is going to come down a little bit just because of the weather so you got to be able to win it in in multiple ways sometimes it's a shootout sometimes you got to be able to run the ball and, and and win the game all right. Um, let's see. Bob said he received us from the helm via email. Okay. Thank you, Bob, for saying that. Jamie says, Mike Evans, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, oh, man. That, now we're getting in one of those debate shows. <laughs> Joey, you probably like this that. stuff. No. Mike Evans. Let's look you at the career numbers. like that stuff. I say Cam's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I, he never forgets it. Super Bowl champion. Well, I mean, you kids love the screaming debate shows. Hall of, who's in the Hall of, y'all love that mess. <laughs> Mike Evans, uh, this it's pretty remarkable. 
He's played every year since 2014, and he's played in enough games to get 1,000 yards every season. Wow. He's had four multi, uh, double-digit touchdown seasons with a few eights sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. So It's up there. Yeah, I mean, it's and he's there. got one Super Bowl. Yeah. He's just not as flashy as right. the, the receivers that yeah. you're, you're looking, making all the amazing plays. He gets his job done, and... I don't know. He's not as much as a diva as some of these other He's guys. a chunk receiver, too, because a lot yeah. of his plays that you, it's down the field, he's yeah. going up and grabbing it. Take his games against Washington. He will be. He he had like some five catches for 275-yard <laughs> games against Washington. It was just gross. You said something there. I'm glad you brought it up. The Pardon My Take guys did a uh, had a, a conversation last week and said, you know what we're missing? It's kind of crazy to say in today's me world and society and dancing. He, they said – we don't have the diva receivers in the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you're right. Like, they were talking about T.O. doing sit-ups in his driveway, Chad Ochocinco and all the mess he used to do. Randy Moss. Uh, Randy, for as good as he was, he was definitely a diva. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash. Um, we're, we don't have that anymore. We got divas, but I don't think they're as like – camera like in front of the cameras they used to which like, is crazy because now everybody's in front of the camera like for example aj brown they were trying to call him a deal yeah the little i think like they were trying to call aj brown a diva for when the eagles were really high up but he was still arguing with jalen hurts on the sideline about getting yeah the ball. that that was some diva Diggs behavior as well they say Diggs Diggs is, is a diva, diva. i'll uh, take that yeah, Diggs is he's Debo he's, as well. He's, they said that he was a diva because he wanted less running plays. He wants to be a strictly receiver. Debo like. just does not play like a diva. Yeah, he plays he, like he a plays damn like a grown bulldog man. in the backyard, hard nosed. Yeah, and I don't know if I could. I see what you're saying, yeah. but like, all right, let me reel off like the biggest, some of the biggest names. I know Terry McLaurin's not a top ten receiver right now, mm-hmm. but. He's the opposite of a diva, and no, yeah, he's a dog. I'd give up my my left foot for Terry McLaurin. Um, so Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. he's I wouldn't say he's a he's diva. Childish in some of the like dances, but, but he's, he's not a diva. He's got the gritty, and he's got the, he the yeah. And God, if you watch him on Thursday, he is the best receiver in the NFL right now yeah. because he was catching contested balls with four guys on him. He is incredible. Yeah, he's pretty good. He, he has the right to be a diva. He does. If anybody, yeah. Is Tyreek Hill a diva? Uh, I don't think not he's Not in a, that same mold of I, what we saw. I agree. With T.O. and those guys. I would say C.D. Lamb's not a diva. No, he doesn't. He doesn't cry. Keenan Allen's never been a diva. Devontae Smith's not a diva. No. I'm naming guys that are kind of... Jalen Waddle's not a diva. Devontae Adams, he's been at it a long time. He's never he's been never a, diva. a diva. Well, now he did have that incident last year. Well, that's because he, he wanted to get out of there, right? When yeah, all that stuff was going yeah that's not really diva behavior, though. Um, so, yeah. Now, DK Metcalf, bit of a diva. Bit of a diva. Well, him, sure. and, him and AJ play together. You know, they, they're, yeah. they're boys. Yeah. Ole Miss uh, mm-hmm. running Rebels. So, a little, little diva behavior. Odell. Coming out of Ole Miss. Odell's a diva. Come he's on. just not as good. He can't be a diva now. Yeah, he's not yeah, as productive true, true. as he used to be. Yeah. Lost a fight with the kicking net on the sideline <laughs> against Washington years ago. Man, I'm looking at a list of a bunch of divas from, I guess, maybe like a decade ago. All right, who's, Football yeah. was good, man. Uh, we're talking Steve Smith, Ocho Steve Cinco. Smith. Now, he, now, 
I don't know if he was a diva, but he was. He wasn't a diva. But as he's the kids that flashy. Thing, he was a showman. He was extra. He's a showman. Yeah, he was yeah. extra. He was showman, if you man. see this face again, that just know I scored again. <laughs> that means I scored. I again. love Steve Smith. Uh, another one that this list has: Deshaun Jackson, Brandon Marshall. Nah. Brandon Marshall it would get into that diva. Plaxico Burris, Michael Irvin, T.O. Yeah. Uh, yeah, T.O. Yeah, number T.O. was number one. Yeah. T.O.? Uh, T.O. Yeah, I'm Ocho. going from 10 to 1 right now. Four, Randy Moss. Three, Ocho Cinco. Uh, two, Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, <laughs> forget about him. He wrote a book. Yeah. Throw me the damn ball. Throw me the damn ball. <laughs> uh, a couple other names, though. I saw DeAndre Hopkins has been around for a while. I, I wouldn't say he's really a diva either. Tennessee treated him like a diva when they picked well, they him up in a limousine. I'm, yeah, not, they I'm not saying he's a diva, but like it's been impressive to see Garrett Wilson the, yeah. the yeah. past two He's weeks, even dude. yesterday, going up to Zach Wilson and saying, "Just throw me the football." Yeah. Antonio anyway. Brown. Oh yeah, he, he's, oh, he's a whole. I don't even know player. what category that does. He's in a different character, CT, man. <laughs> Jamie, the Colts fan, says Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. They had no divas no in divas them. there. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard this name yet. Uh, Des Bryant. He was a little bit. A uh, little bit. He was a little, a little bit. bit. Jamie says Jerry Rice, behind the scenes diva. Oh, hey, you know what? He would have earned the right to be a diva. He wrote the the record book yeah. for the position. He, yeah, he can do what he and wants. How to work? Does somebody mention Randy Moss? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you got CTE over there? <laughs> <laughs> He's a that's, former long snapper. That's the second time. You Chase, <laughs> welcome to the show. That's his lot. thing. He, th- but I'm so glad you picked up on that. <laughs> It's going to get worse, let me just tell you. It's going to get worse. A lot of hits there. Chandler used to do a lot of Oklahoma. Chandler, I saw, (laughs) I can't remember the game I was watching. I saw a team rough the uh, long snapper. Oh, it was Colorado. Oh, really? On a field goal, they rough, well, the short snapper, they roughed him and got a penalty. Wow. Went two guys, went right after Don't touch my guys. Well, tell me this. When you were playing, had that rule come up? Because, you know, you used to be able to go over the the long snapper. No, that was uh, just in place. Just Uh, just about everywhere in football because – it, I remember them t- wanting me to block, and I was like, "Well, look, they can't hit me. Yeah. Let me just go down the field and not look get a free release." I, yeah, I would just down the ball every time because okay. there was a lot of returning in small one A football. <laughs> real, real tough job there, yeah. <laughs> did you remember the play, or did you remember the play called three plays ago? Uh, it would be the, the play called five plays ago. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, Shirley. Let's. Uh, oh, did you hear what I did on Friday? This was supposed to be you. Hit the new song. She said, give it away. I got tired of waiting for you. Just give it away. You can join in. Just give it away. I like it. 317-0050. There ain't nothing in this studio worth fighting over. Chandler wanted to do it. We had an idea forever, and finally I was sitting around. I was like, all right, let's do it. I'm going to do it. Sometimes you got to do well, things see, you're, yourself. You're good with the, you're good with the like the background music and putting it all together. Yeah. And I have asked you before about when we were going to get it done. And you just never did it. Well, there's well. sometimes there ain't no we. It's a me. <laughs> I got it done. Who can make a play? I can. There's <laughs> Tia. Love you some, some you. I love me some me. To style. I like to thank myself for being myself. Oh man, that reminds me of another diva. Stevie Johnson blamed God after a game. Usually, uh, players thank God for the. Mm-hmm. He said, "God, why did God make me drop that pass in the oh, end zone?" Wow. <laughs> hey, like, you remember Stevie Johnson for the Bills? I do not. Oh yeah, he was I, I, he, he was a diva. Wow, pretty good, but diva. 
All right, Shirley, what are we giving away? Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Uh, all right, 317-1250. What call are you looking for? I'm going to go with five. All right. Here's George Crooked with Give It Away. <laughs> so just give it away. Edition. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And, hey, coming up on Saturday, September 23rd at 7.30 a.m., it is the Fleet Feet Game Day Run Club presented by Fleet Feet. It's benefiting Robbie's Clubhouse, a place for special needs. All you have to do is sign up to run. It's $5 for a 5K. You can uh, uh, register at runsignup.com. The races start and end at Fleet Feet located on East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf Ski location. And congratulations to Jansen Kidd of Greenville. Uh, wins a lunch for two, courtesy of Tiebreakers. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hi, right, thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Welcome back into the program. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Joey Chan Man, Jason Nichols here. Also, thanks to Fleet Feet for sponsoring the Fleet Feet Rundown. You can go see Chris Lunyon over at fleet feet they have the right shoe for you one-on-one service they got the 3d foot scanner that measures your arch height width and more and uh, you'll be ready to go with the trip to fleet feet all right pirates and running bulldogs coming up this saturday at six o'clock our pregame coverage begins at two we'll have a late night edition of the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show uh jason we got a lot of good football to watch while we talk about ecu and gardner webb it is a uh a marquee slate i'll run over it real quick again coming up at noon on saturday florida state at clemson oklahoma at cincinnati 330 colorado at oregon ucla at utah ole miss at bama Bama going back to Milrow after one game from the other quarterback. And they're saying like the D.C. is uh, still is not calling that right now. They're saying the other guy, Robinson, is calling the defense. A lot of boy, I don't remember the last time I said a lot of questions at Bama, but after that game against South Florida, uh, what is the line on that? They still got Bama by seven against Ole Miss. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Also on Saturday in the night window. How about Ohio State at Notre Dame? Mm. Iowa at Penn State. Uh, Carolina will be at Pitt. So we got great games going on, and we will be with you before and after the game coming up on Saturday. And, Jason, you uh, you played it. You coached it. Those are long days, probably headaches at the end of the day, sores and pains. But how about a full day of broadcasting here at Pirate Radio? <laughs> how are you feeling on Sunday? Did you get up all right? Yeah, I got up pretty good. I bounced back, you know, pretty quickly. Um, yeah, you know, been in it so long. Like, coaching coaching days are long, long, long. I mean, like, the fact that I won't even get here until, what, we're doing it at 6, starting at 2. I don't get here till 3. Yeah. Man, there's not a day where you. <laughs> Let's say you play a three thirty game. What times your day start as a coach? That day, seven thirty. 
in at the building in the you office know, and everything. Gonna be somewhere because you're gonna have uh, breakfast and all that stuff where you got to make sure your players are there. So you're gonna be there pretty early still, and uh, the meetings, the walkthroughs. So it's still a lot of work going on. All right, uh, Jason, we haven't talked much about the defense today, and it's one of those things where we've been so poor offensively right now. We haven't, you know, the defense against Marshall. It felt like we were hanging on by a thread. If we could have scored another field goal, a touchdown, we'd have been okay, but we kept punting it, giving it back to them, and it's like, all right, how, when's the dam going to break? And it finally broke. Against App State, we were kind of in one of those games where we needed to keep on scoring there in the second half because they were going to keep scoring. But but back-to-back games now where we've been gashed kind of in the third, fourth quarter, is that being on the field too much? You know, is that do we have – question marks on the defense what's your take on the pirate d through three games i think you know you always worry as a coach i know the head coach does as far as uh keeping the defense out there too long you know that's why it's important to take care of the ball which we had a couple turnovers and uh and to be able to put together some sustained drives just so your defense is not right back out on the field Because even though they're playing well, they get tired. And, and I know we have pretty good depth on, on that side of the ball, too. Right. But, um, you know, you, you, I, I would love to know what the average number of plays they're playing right now on defense, you know, compared to what um, other teams are doing. I'm sure it's up there a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the defense just gets wore out, man. And I think time of possession was close to even on Saturday, but – Again, it just that that second half it had to be in the favor of uh, of App State because we just could not get anything going offensive uh, there in the second half. No, we we didn't do much in the second half. I tell you what, the first drive I was so like yeah. hyped, thinking okay we're gonna get this thing going, but then the second half we just couldn't do it. Too, you know, too many times where we. Um, we didn't get it done. Shirley, we got to go to our last break-in. Let's get our last break-in. We'll come back. Final thoughts with Jason Nichols and get ready to wrap it up here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dow was up six points and closed out the day at 34,624. The NASDAQ was up just a point at 13,710. S&P was up three points at 4,453. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, getting ready to wrap it up here on a Monday. Joey, how you feeling, man? Kickoff about an hour and a half away. I'm excited. Uh, I just want the Panthers to look good. I want them to play football and win. I want to watch a good game, just like East Carolina's game this weekend. We didn't come on top, but it was a I want to watch. Game to watch. I want to watch good football. So. All right. Well, hopefully you can do that tonight. Bryce Young is far behind from Sam Howell in yards. So. Yeah, you can forget that, buddy. Sam's on a <laughs> rocket ship right now. 
right, Jason, thank you for hanging out. We'll talk to you more on Saturday before East Carolina and Gardner-Whip. All right, look forward to it. Thank you, sir. Chairman, good luck, buddy. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. I'm getting nervous as we get closer to kickoff <laughs> coming up in an hour and 15 minutes. Let me uh, run it by the wife, but I might try to catch some of that game, at least uh, maybe the first half with you tonight. I'll be there. I'll be uh, I'll going be to going, AJ's. Going to AJ's. All right. I'll be there at AJ's. All right, we'll take a 24-hour, well, 21-hour break. Come back with you at 3 o'clock on Tuesday and uh, have an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, Joey, Jason Nichols, Chandler Honeycutt, and the crew. I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.